We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, now. it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we wrap our series covering the great sport of avenging we are wrapping avenger november or november uh long episode so we will do quick housekeeping want to shout out our big string sports patreon group especially our producer level patrons that is aaron figueroa mike schubert steve rogers come for us mike d ryan yeager mike trees chris mike john craig sam smith zacharis class stain fire jason alva steven debo dan mcfall kevin inkleman mac Lindsay, kurt ritchie robert dove andrew teagle rewan balagoon jeff Estes, anthony scaffone and taylor logan biggest thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show for supporting avenger november for participating in the polls about what this show is going to cover they have picked some great movies for december uh we're doing a patron live watch as well next week me and caroline doing captain america the winter soldier it's going to be live in our discord so if you're a patron make sure you're tuned in when we announce the date on that if you're not a patron join up support the show participate in the live watch all that good stuff uh with that no reason to delay me caroline matt scalisi we're talking avengers endgame let's wrap this up avenger november All right, returning to the show to break down the great sport of avenging. They are the host of For the Winds, For the Water Cooler podcast. It is Caroline Darney and Matt Scalisi. Guys, Caroline specifically, you're ready to get emotional. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. It's this movie gets me. I've only seen this movie. I've seen it way fewer times than you would think, considering how many times I rewatch the stuff. But um, because of the emotional toll that this takes, plus the fact that I treat Infinity War and Endgame as one movie, and so I cannot watch one without watching the other. <laughs> um, it, I haven't seen it as many times as you would think, and it makes sense if if you could have seen how I logged onto this call tonight. <laughs> Just immediate, like, red, red <laughs> face and eyes, like... <laughs> Caroline looked like she had when I when we logged when I logged onto the Zoom or when I let Caroline in the Zoom looked like she had just left a funeral. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> of someone she really cared about. <laughs> and you know what? I In did. A way, so she stark. did. She, she did. did. She did. Oh, Before we we dive on into everything, guys, what is going on at For the Water Cooler? Oh God! So this comes this comes out next week. So yes. the the <laughs> as I'm recording it, the um. Try, trying to do some like time heist stuff here, I'm trying to figure out where we are in the timeline. <laughs> the 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 most recent episode that we put out was uh, we had a an extremely fun game where basically I would say it was like Top Chef basically, but virtual. So I had Caroline and two con- two other contestants had to build the perfect Thanksgiving plate, and I was the judge, and I had to choose whose plate was the best and and that i wanted and i'm not no spoilers it's an hour of me getting roasted so if you enjoy (laughs) that tune on in folks i'm I'm not gonna say whether caroline won or not but she does get roasted a lot and uh and and the week that this comes out we will have an episode where we're talking about maybe my my a franchise that I have almost as much passion for, if not more than the MCU, which is the sister act universe, <laughs> sister act one and two. <laughs> Same vibes. His X-Files, epi- his X-Files episode is what's going to play the music. Play the there's, music. No, there's not, there's really, there's not a lot of lore in sister act really, but, but it's, it's all, it's all emotion. I, I have written a piece for, for the win uh, last year about how, Sister Act Two, I think, is the best sports movie of all time. Oh, so at some at some point we should we should consider it, Kyle. I'm I'm in. You, I'm I'm absolutely in on that. Um, yeah, I mean, and and on that that subject of Thanksgiving food, uh, as I told you guys, I just finished an early Thanksgiving dinner with my in laws, and so there's a good chance that turkey coma hits me like Thanos, you're just be, right you're be right, f- right in the fading. middle of this. Tur- <laughs> turkey coma is inevitable, but. Um, let's, let's delay no further as we are at the fourth week of no Avenger. We're talking about the, the Avenging movie, the Avengers movies, the great sport of Avenging tonight. We are talking about Avengers Endgame, the 2019 action drama after the devastating events of Avengers infinity war, the universe is in ruins with the help of remaining allies. The Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos's actions and restore balance to the universe. It starred the Avengers got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. And guys, as we discussed last week, I did not see this in theaters because I am an idiot. I would like you both to tell me what it was like seeing it in theaters because I have watched, it is insane how many times I have watched the portal scene, like a, a video, someone videoing the portal scene from in a theater. So uh, just right before we started recording, I was like, oh, look, Avengers is on. And it's literally about to hit that. So if I start crying again, that's why. Um, it was the, I think it's my favorite theater experience ever. And so I went and the second the movie started and you start with Clint at his farm, he's like, you know, they show, they show, I love the shot of his ankle bracelet to be like, see, there's a reason he wasn't helping them in the other movie. He's, he's stuck here. I know we told you, but we're showing you. Um, because the other part that it creates the thought process of is like, when we see everyone turn to dust in Infinity War, we know what happened. Like the people that see them turn to dust know why. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're just like chilling with your family and they're no longer there. Like, cause he doesn't even see any of them turn to dust. He just, there's like, you know, the dust, whatever. 
that has to be like so incredibly jarring on so many levels and it's just like you know probably would make you turn into a murderer oh wait no sorry that's just clint (laughs) (laughs) just clint clint's the only one who just decided to be a serial killer after (laughs) this I cried. This is not going to surprise anyone who's listened to any episodes I've been on, but I cried from like essentially minute one until the very end. It, and I sat, I went by myself, but the the theater was packed. So I was sitting next to some strange man who I did not know. And I was just trying to like stifle sobs throughout this thing. Cause I like, <laughs> was just like, <laughs> like sniffles. Cause you're like, try, I'm not trying to, but anyway, like, the crowd moments that you expect like it was the, the hammer the it's just it was incredible i mean it was terrible kyle you missed nothing yeah i'm sure I'm sure it was, it was it was just I, like going to see paw patrol i was at i was at the uh the amc Patton creek is what is is the name of the theater i was at and i was there for a a midnight show because for whatever reason at this point in time we were not doing the early thursday previews i feel like not not yet that's become thursday at seven that's become a lot more common now where i was yeah you wanted to go on thursday night you it was truly i mean it was gonna start at like eight or nine and this was a huge i mean you know it's like a probably a 16 screen like not a not insignificant theater and it was line wrapped all the way through the building waiting to get into the biggest screen they had the imax screen and i was there i mean i i i i was sitting by myself i mean surrounded by there was a full house but i did, was not there with anybody that i knew i was drinking uh mountain dew because i didn't want to oh, get sleepy in the movie and i mean i was beyond amped for this movie and honestly i don't I, I think I knew that I wanted it to be big and I was very concerned that I would be disappointed that, that there's no way that it could possibly be as good as I was hoping it to be. And I mean, the amp up of that, we've already talked about the portal scene, but it, it actually starts way before that. Like that there is a, there is, I would say the stretch of this movie that begins when the snap happens the, the, the second snap the whole the whole yes. snap the whole snap. snap and beginning there it is a slow and gradual build up right so it, it's like the trajectory would be very shallow rise and then the closer we get to the portal the more rapidly it amps up to the and, and honestly i thought the peak of the movie the the loudest it got i think was was when the hammer flies into cap's hand that is really when my theater exploded and yeah. i definitely was part of it i was <laughs> i was hollering officially and hollering yes it's, it's Ho- I hollers I were hooted and the the i mean the actual uh, the actual big avengers assemble scream moment everybody's already like we're we're all here man like we're on freaking yeah. board for whatever this is but you couldn't be the the concern about disappointment is over at that point like the the peak has happened and now we're just here to enjoy it for as long as it goes and it goes for so long like yeah. that's a that's the thing about this movie because C- caroline and i both complain about long movie running times 
But this movie, once they start, once they get to this point in the movie, you don't want it to end. They yeah. keep delivering mm-hmm. and you do not feel like it was too short. You do not feel like you got uh, gypped. you like, you got your damn money's worth by the yeah. end of this movie. Yeah. Something I always say worked with movies is when they're short, especially rewatching for this pod. Like it is nice when it's an hour and 50 minutes and we, but this is all of three hours and four minutes and it is all of awesome. Like the it's whole earned. movie. They earned it. The they earned thing. the right to make that thing three hours and four minutes. And for me to sit there and be like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm in. 100%. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna hold off. It's because when talking about this movie, it's like, okay, when are we going to talk about portals and just what, what that means? We're going to hold off. I mean, all I'll say, because I watched it on my couch with my wife. Uh, so at least I knew the person I was sitting next to. So that was a perk. That was nice to, to experience that together. One of the three of us did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but still like it, it, it floored me. It is a hall of fame movie. We've talked a little bit about it already this month about what an incredible job they did in wrapping this saga. Like, the best plane landing since since Sully, uh, just incredible work <laughs> by by Marvel. Uh, but uh, but um, yeah, th- this is no argument. It's a Hall of Fame movie, and and Caroline would like you to take us through the trivia before yeah. we dive into what worked. It is a rich text. I figured um, it I would, would be. Shout out to um, once again uh, Robert Downey Jr. who yet again brought snacks onto the uh set and hid them so that uh there aren't as many times in this one like it's as noticeable in um avengers i think the first ones where he also did that but he once again continued the tradition of like actually eating snacks and offering them to people mid-scene um one of my there's a whole bunch in here about like pre-sale records and things about like when they beat titanic like james cameron sent them like a card and the iceberg sinking the titanic was the avengers a so there's a lot of back and forth with the studios on like you know that type of thing can we just say the thing about avatar re-releasing and repassing endgame (laughs) is complete bullshit like it's the most james cameron (laughs) shit of all time Nobody uh, likes your movie, James. I, I I refuse to believe anyone actually is enthusiastically in love with Avatar. You know what I did see at midnight? Avatar. And I was a fucking idiot. And this was before you could buy your seat. And so oh, we were no. there not early enough. And I was in the front row of <laughs> Avatar in 3D IMAX. Essentially no. the funniest possible up. way to watch that movie. <laughs> Just the worst experience. That Incredible. sounds awful. Um, this is the most endearing piece of trivia, I think, in my opinion. Um, so the stunt coordinator, Sam Hargrave, um, Started working on the Marvel movies with Avengers. Uh, he was the stunt double for Cap, but on Endgame, by the time it came around, his younger brother, Daniel Hargrave, was the Cap double. But when they did the fight scene between Cap and Cap, they got to fight each other as the doubles. Oh, oh brothers fighting. You love it. <laughs> I thought it was sweet. Um, let's see what else were some fun ones in here that I found. Um, a lot of this, too, was really interesting in, this, in the... Um, they filmed these back to back across 20 months. So Endgame and Infinity War, Infinity War and Endgame were all filmed as one. Um, 
and they filmed some pieces of this before Captain Marvel, despite Captain Marvel coming out four months before this. And they were filming uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp subsequently uh, at the same time, which is fun. Um, That's why her hair is like that, right? In this movie? Yes. Because they didn't know what she was going to look like in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think that is right. I didn't get to... Yes, I like that. Um, I had not thought about that, but yeah. Um, Let's see what else we found. So there's a few things you probably noticed this but i love this tidbit because during the seeing it the first time it definitely took me a second to recognize the very tall teenage boy that's a spoiler alert if you haven't seen endgame and are somehow listening to this uh at tony's funeral yes is the boy from iron man 3 um so that gets me every single time <laughs> shocker that makes me cry i need to know um, how he got there like how he got that i'm sure it became like world news that this had happened and tony stark had saved the world but like how did he get to the small how did he find his way to the small remote cabin because i can't imagine they publicized that. Uh, here's here's my narrative that i have for it I, I think that tony very clearly was financially taking care of this kid since the events of iron man 3 and so in the way that he also does with peter parker and like like he becomes the sort of benefactor and has a connection to people like that that's that makes a lot of, that's very that's like a heartwarming way to look at it yes that's a good that's, a, very that's good a good point i like that one mm-hmm. um i mentioned this just before the we started recording but this is the first time robert redford played the same character um in two movies so dude does not do sequels until all Uh, the president's men two more men (laughs) more men more two two president two men um all the president's mans (laughs) crap i just forgot the one i was gonna say (laughs) I mean, that's, that's wild though. Cause so, I mean, I, I understand that the movie business is different now and a lot of things are geared and made to be IP and to be sequels. But if you think about all the classic movies he's done and not a single, like they didn't like, you could have easily done another, like a sequel to the sting or, I mean, there is, it, there is a sting too. He's just not in it. Not in it. Yeah. yeah um robert downey jr was the only one who read the entire script is that like is that they didn't he's the only one they gave the entire script or he's like yeah i think he's the only one that got the entire script oh, so that makes cast, sense because like cast, he's an executive yeah. producer on the movie right yeah. yeah um and in the same vein we all know how horrible my perfect son um tom holland is at keeping secrets um so they told him the funeral was a wedding <laughs> 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 a very somber wedding i love him and they said it was the most complicated scheduling shot in the history of cinema quote um it's legitimately with everyone in attendance no one was stitched in digitally wow because i i assume that that whole scene would have been di- like 50 percent of it would have been digital yeah no that's like wild to me that they actually got everybody um in there. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to cause a rush, but I will say also uh you can definitely Airbnb the cabin where that scene was shot. Really? Whoa. Yes. I I uh we I came very close to pulling the trigger with my coworkers at a previous job when we had to do uh we were covering a game in Georgia relatively near where that is. So it it is uh 
if you have if you have an MCU dream that you want to live out, you can you can go stand by the lake where that was shot. That is the cabin where Tony saw his time travel, correct? That's right. Yes, that's the wow. same that's the same location. Wow. Cool. Um That's like that's up there with the house from Boogie Nights, which I believe was on the market recently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the kind of stuff that I find cool. The ancient one can see the future, but only up to the point of her death, which is why she's unaware of Dr. Strange's choice to willingly give Thanos the stone. She can't understand why, but no, there must be a cause. Uh, also just fun facts about, about nature. Mantis can be seen swaying during the funeral scene, which is the thing praying mantises actually do. Oh, look at that. Look at that nice little touch. It's a rich text, folks. There's a lot of fun trivia things in there and so many details about like callbacks to the comics and like they actually did the defibrillator thing um, in a comic, I guess, where Thor uses the hammer to like bring Iron Man back to life or like help him through a cardiac condition. Um, I really like a couple of things that having seen now Loki, which I won't spoil because I know you haven't seen that yet, but thank you. Um, Appreciate it. The setup of Loki is um from this movie so when they go back in time for the time heist and he uh gets the tesseract and disappears that's like where they start loki from which is really cool and there's a lot of also references to um the trimming of the branches and the timeline and like all of that stuff which is closely uh or exactly what loki deals with um and uh yeah that's been this has been trivia with caroline i look forward to when we get into the details of the movie of talking about some, some of the things that they, they probably caused in these alternate in these during the time heist, because they, they did not, it's not like it was not the cleanest of getaways. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's take a quick ad break and then we're going to get back with what worked. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So let's get into what worked about this movie. Caroline, anything? Just yes. <laughs> what worked? Yes. Um. Wh- oh, man, what worked? They. You talked about like landing the plane. There's no better way to describe it. Like mm-hmm. it is. It is ten years and what twenty three movies or something like that brought into one end cap piece that is so. And there's a lot. Look, there's complaints about fan service or predictability, or they complain that Infinity War lacked any sort of real stakes because you know that they're all coming back like you know oh these many people have signed on for this many more movies and etc cetera, etc cetera. but like 
even knowing in Infinity War, like, okay, I expect them to find a way to unmess this up because you can't have like Black Panther disappear forever type thing. Um, that just made me really sad, by the way. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm gonna cry again. Um, I was saying, golly. Um, God, I love Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> Can we talk? Can we? I, I mean, I don't know if this is totally derailing us, but no, Caroline, <laughs> can you can you talk about like? I mean, it's obviously multiple things. Yeah. But like, what are the what are the the moments that actually like trigger this big emotional response from you when you're watching it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The biggest is one hundred percent. So, oh, gosh. There's a few that get me if I even like start thinking about them too much. Right. Like, That's what without- I want. I want to know what those are. Clint yeah, without- murders the people in Japan. Yes. <laughs> mostly when Clint goes on a murder rampage. Um, I think any of the stuff, as soon as obviously portals, like if I start if mm-hmm. the on your left is such an incredible callback. Um, and it's the, they do a great job of like, the heroes get their asses kicked and they're about to lose again. Like they're going to lose to stoneless Thanos. Like they're just getting rocked again. And when he hears the like crackle and he's doing his, his cap thing already, he's like, I can do this all day. He's getting back up. Cause he doesn't know how to like, he never knows how to stop a fight. Right. And you hear the crackle and you hear Sam's voice and like that relief and the like moment when all of these characters that you love so much even if they're just like new or whatever and come back in like that portal seems incredible but especially um the way that they do the order i think is extremely impactful as well so you have um black panther and shuri come out first and there's just something about that that felt very symbolic and like wonderful and then even when they do like the um the group that was on titan and like they all come through and you're like yay drax is back like here's dr strange and then peter parker's the last one through that's mm-hmm. the big like, that's yeah. the big reveal you can tell they like they knew that people were waiting to see spider oh and they, again. they yeah. landed that so hard when he comes out lands and like just the mask comes off and i get like Ooh. um when <laughs> golly did you do this just to make me cry no because um, i have some that i want to talk about that i think are different than yours but so but when when tony and and peter parker meet up on the battlefield yes destroyed me and he's like remember when we were in space and like i felt all dusty i must have passed out and just like watching iron man's face as he's telling him this and he's like and then dr strange started doing the sparkly thing and then here we were and you're like everyone's fighting he's like they need us and he gives them the hug and he's like oh this is nice crushes me <laughs> every single time um, it is it's really rough peter yeah. peter has this is like step one of peter just repeatedly getting his heart broken over and oh over God. again which this, is unfortunately is when, like when peter starts being a sad boy it is the well this is this is the the essence of spider-man i know people like feel bad about it but like that's what for people who have never read Spider-Man comics, that's what the that's what the book's about. Like he is a guy who keeps having things taken away from him and bad stuff happening to him. And so it's about like, how can you keep getting up after everything keeps getting you, you every time something good happens, your ass gets kicked again, which is very, I think, very relatable as a character. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thor and his mom. Yeah. Well, that's that's what really got me, Caroline. That, Shout out that Renee was Russo. A, that was a 
I, I totally unexpected thing in this movie. And we talked on the last episode in Infinity War about Thor and how good of an arc he has in these movies. But like that scene, first of all, it retroactively makes an MCU movie that everybody constantly shits on, which is the dark world. Yeah. It, it retroactively makes that a better movie. Yes. It goes back to that like moment and says, you know, you, you, you have come a long way since this point happened. And there is something I, I mean, again, I don't I don't want to I, I, this is a fun show, Kyle. I don't want to make it. I don't want to bring everybody down. No, so, I mean, that's that's what's good about this movie is how emotional, how how connected you are to these characters. There is a thing about there is a thing about like alternate timeline time travel stories that if you are a person who has lost, let's just say any close family member, but I, you know. In in my specific case, I lost my mom when I was two. You know, I, I was not a kid, but I I was much younger than you expect to lose your mom. And I, everybody I know who's ever lost a parent has the thought of it'd be really great to go and have one more conversation with them. And it's it's really very like primal and kind of it's nice to see, and it's exactly what you would want if you're that person, the way the scene plays out, like nothing particularly important happens. All it really is, is that it's this little voice that he used to, used to be outside his head and he can have it inside his head if he wants now of saying like, you know what? All you really need to do is just remember who you were before all this bad stuff happened. And that's actually still who you are. And you can go back to doing that whenever you want. And I, I don't know, it's such a cool scene in the middle of this giant goofy movie with a bunch of superheroes in it. I I I was I was a mess in the theater for that scene. Uh and I it, it's it's so well done. You and almost I, you I, almost I, broke Caroline right there. <laughs> I'm struggling. Because the other part of it is like I'll admit the first time through with like um the way like i how it's like i feel like i don't want to say like fat thor like it sounds because there are some things i miss that i think they mishandle with the way that they did like large thor or whatever you want to call him like not ripped thor than he normally is and the first time through i don't think i fully appreciated it and i thought it was like too much of like a like a physical gag type thing um but in every rewatch i appreciate I think it maybe still was a little bit too gag like whatever. Um, but the way that, like you said, his arc is incredible. And I think that it says a lot about not just how they were able to write the character and then what, again, why I really like love and thunder and I get why people maybe don't as much or whatever, but, um, for him to go from this like stiff Shakespearean Thor, like, you know, with the big Cape and all this stuff, that man is in so much pain and he is like so angry and he's so sad and he doesn't know how to like handle his emotions and he doesn't know what to do with it. And he pushes it all down. He like yells at, what is it? Nude master 69. Nude master. Thor, he's back. That kid on the TV just called me a dickhead again. Nude master. Yeah, nude master 69. Nude master, hey, it's Thor again. You know the God of Thunder? 
Listen, buddy, if you don't log off this game immediately, I'm going to fly over to your house, come down to that basement you're hiding in, rip off your arms and shove them up your butt. Oh, that's right. Yes, go cry to your father, you little weasel. (laughs) (laughs) Fortnite for his sweet friend Korg. But it's so beautifully done because he's like... Again, I think we kind of talked about it last week, but the conversation was like, oh, this is Jane. We used to date. Like, she was. Old you know, flame. Like, yeah, old flame. <laughs> you keep saying stone. It's more of like a, a gel or whatever he says, like a goop. So please <laughs> correct that going forward. Um, but to your point, he didn't. He just needed to hear his mom tell him that she was proud of him and like mm-hmm. that he could do it. And the moment where he catches Mjolnir and gets to bring Mjolnir back and he and he knows that he's still worthy of carrying that hammer is so like, Oh, it's just such, again, cause you're like, Oh, he's hanging out with this CGI raccoon voice. Right. <laughs> but you never question. I'm crying. <laughs> but that is like, I mean that not to, uh, I'm to go like movie nerd on it for a second. Like, <laughs> I think that's such a cool, th- I, I love when, I love when the thing both is, is, physically the thing in the movie and it also is it actually is the thing that it represents in the movie too so like the fact that he what he chooses to do when he goes back in time is like he's he's actually there to regain something in his in his like personality that he lost that he used to have and he doesn't have anymore and he literally does get it back this thing that got shattered in the form of a hammer and takes it back with him I, I think that's such a that's that is like a level of writing that we are that that we very rarely get in movies like this. Well, in the the parallel to this scene too, when you were talking about this is is Tony and Tony and Howard's conversation, which is what gets me oh, like crazy good. because especially especially watching it with with hindsight and knowing that this conversation is happening on the last day of Tony's life. And also what we, from what we've been able to gather, um, from, from the previous Iron Man movies, I think Iron Man two dives, dives into it, especially is Tony's pretty complicated relationship with Howard. Um, yeah. and, and there's a good civil war scene too, actually yes, yes, about, about with his the, parents too. With, with the, Mark. um, yeah, with the, uh, yes, yes. The, the virtual reality thing too. And, and knowing that and seeing that, Tony get to have that conversation with um, with Howard is knowing everything that has happened and is going to happen and knowing how much that hug must have meant to Tony, uh, especially now Tony being a father and, and everything that that's, that's happened to him is just, again, it's, it's to, it like toes the line between what is fan service and what is just good. And I think everything that you can make an argument for being fan service is so earned and so right in this movie it, that it it all like none of it bothers me that it might be a little too convenient that Tony ran into his dad in in 1970. Um, the one I think this is obvious, but the one that makes me cry the most that I think <laughs> is we're yeah. losing her. This <laughs> happens as I cry that I laugh through it because it's so silly that I'm so emotional about it. Um, Cap getting his dance, his dance, <laughs> that song. <laughs> I hear that and they played it. Uh, was it Hollywood Studios? Where they, they played it Hollywood yeah, Studios play there, yeah. in Disney World, right walking, by Tower of Terror. 
I was out in California, like just having a nice time with friends, and it started playing, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually noticed this time. Maybe I'm an idiot. Probably I'm an idiot. Um, Bucky absolutely knew what he was doing. Hundred percent knew. Bucky absolutely knew what Cap was about I didn't, to do. I think I was like crying too much before to notice that. Like he said goodbye to him. He said, yeah. "I'm gonna miss you." And you don't say you're gonna like you don't say I'm gonna miss you if they're gonna be gone for five seconds. Like I don't think it, he expected him to be back sitting on the edge of the like water there. It's so it's so it's crazy. Me, but it's so crazy. And like I, I've heard people say many times, like we gotta they gotta bring it back and do that thing one day. But like it's so crazy, and I love it that there is this the way that we leave him outside of the dance part is that like he went on what is probably the coolest adventure uh, that any character in any of these movies have done. And they're like, you don't get to see that part. You don't get to see him put the stones back. And it yeah. probably, so it's like Cap with with Mjolnir is going to go and put all the stones back. And it's going to be the coolest shit you could possibly imagine. But that's not for, that's not for us to see. I, I mean, and, and like, I honestly hope they never make it. I I think it's great left off screen. I think it's really cool that that happens. It's the most heroic way to go out. It's also such a big undertaking. Yeah, I I don't think you can make it because the the thing is like some of them like you're you're assuming that how how Bruce explains it to, is that as soon they'll put them back from right where they're taken. So like, as soon as Bruce leaves the roof, cap just hops on. He's like, here, I got, got your time stone. <laughs> but it's like the, the, the one, the one going to Asgard, is he going to like prick Natalie Portman with the, with the, like the two, yeah, just like as soon as, as soon as rocket runs away, cap comes back. He's like, no worries. No, here, just stay still. I'm going to poke you and I'll, I'll be out of your hair. This is the this is the thing that if it was in a comic, there would be a little tiny box in the corner that would say, "Don't worry, he put all of them back. Don't like you don't yeah. need to know how it happened." Yeah, and then he gets to he gets to Vormir, and there's his buddy Red Skull. I don't know so how that can, one goes back. Well, That's it's just like, I... does he show up and he's just like, "Can you can you just take this? Like, I don't yeah, I don't need this work. anymore. Can you just put it back? Like, do you throw it off the edge?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On that subject, I think something that works about this movie is the time heist and not try, not at all trying to make us think like not going. If Christopher Nolan had directed this movie, we would have had a serious problem because he would have twisted us around in circles trying to explain why the time heist worked. And this is just like, it's time travel that you don't have to literally tell us. I, I mean, it's what's so cool about this is that they tell you what movie they're doing and they are like this is this is a back to the future movie and they they make a joke about it but like this is back to the future too that's what they did it's the perfect when we were all back before we knew what this movie was going to be because that's another thing we didn't talk about is yeah. this is this is one of the most mysteriously marketed movies ever yeah. they absolutely told us nothing about what was going to be in this movie yeah. and when we got there, we didn't know what it was going to be about. And I do remember thinking, how do you, what kind of story do you tell for this? How do you, how do you yeah. end all this? And the the answer is that back to the future too, is the perfect structure to do this because you are, you are both telling a story 
and you are also celebrating the thing you are a sequel to which is what this really is this is a celebration of the mcu and they they literally take you on a little tour of it as they go through and do all their their thing that they've got to do it's such and and a really cool coincidence that the same composer does the music for this movie as back to the future oh i didn't know that this this score the score makes me cry yeah like i mean this is as this is i listened to the mcu soundtrack whatever when i was taking like or studying for stuff for business school or taking my exams i was taking an accounting exam which was like three hours and so all of a sudden I'm on like two hours something and I'm like why am I getting so emotional like I know that I don't like accounting but this is ridiculous and it's like I was reaching the like battle of endgame and I was like it just hit me right the music is a whole separate character and it's it's flawless the way that they did the music yeah in this movie. And, I mean they haven't had a great reputation of making themes that get reused in movies and stick around from movie to movie in the MCU. But the one that they did do a good job with from the get go was this Avengers theme mm-hmm. that now people know all you have to do is do the the one little bar and everybody knows what that is referencing. And Alan Silvestri knocked it out of the park. And on top of the main theme to me, the other one that really jumps out the, the, the piece of music that plays at Tony's funeral is also uh, incredible, mm-hmm. really, really good, and and totally new, unrelated to the Avengers theme in any way. I will say that the Cap music too, when Cap gets, when Tony gives Cap the shield back and Cap's theme plays, that's always been that sound that has followed him around, and it uh, it that always gets, I always feel some sort of like emotion when I hear when I hear Cap's theme, and just every time you see him, thinking about how far this character has come. That's like when they're. I always think about that when they're going into space, when they're they're going to find oh, Thanos and thinking that. about like Cap was born a scrawny kid in a shitty Brooklyn apartment and he in nineteen twenty two or whenever and he's in space going to see Thanos. Right. Like it's wild. And that's the one is it Cap who we get the like close up of his pupil basically yes, where they're going in space. That's a good yeah. shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here Matt, um this was another one of, I will say probably top three biggest crowd reaction moments was actually in the first like 30 minutes of the movie when they, so they kill Thanos, just chop. I thought you were going to say the reaction was the let's go get this son of a bitch. That's, that one got a big pop in the theater. Yeah, also good. But the one that like, when it says five (laughs) and then pauses a beat and it's like years, (laughs) it was like, oh shit. Like everyone was losing their mind because it's, it's, it just feels so like that is a long time. Like, and that's the way that's when it hits you of like, Oh, they totally did not win. They blew it. I need to know how Mets fans felt when it it goes over city field and it's clearly abandoned. Cause I know at least one Mets fan out there felt like subconsciously, like a sense of relief, like, Oh, the Mets are gone. (laughs) Like I don't (laughs) got over Yankee stadium and it's like packed. And they're like, Oh, Oh man! I mean, that's such—they had, a, it's to, such they a had great to combine choice. the teams because they had half as many players. It, it's such a—it's such a great choice because there is, like Caroline was saying earlier, there is the thing of oh, you know, all the care, all the actors are signed on. You know, they're bringing everyone back. They wouldn't, but 
five years later means there are legitimate consequences. There has been yeah. five years of grief. The world is completely different. You see all the boats in, in the harbor in, by, in New York and the, the Mets are gone, which is devastating for some. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and you see caps, you know, caps like therapy circle or, or cap support cap support group. And there's, there's legitimate costs. And what this movie also does is there are legitimate the legitimate deaths in Natasha and Tony. And that's very, very important because I think in the, in the Avengers movies, is it just vision? But until now there's P- uh, Pietro. Quicksilver. Quicksilver, Quicksilver you could argue has been made an Avenger by the time he's killed. And yes. Our guy, uh, Phil Coulson. Phil but Coulson. He, he was yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so having, especially Natasha's death is, um, and, I think I, I had this note down is that the actors, everyone's at the top of their game, but especially the people that they called upon to really hold the emotional burden, Hemsworth, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Chris Evans and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are just on top of their game. And I think this is the, this is easily the best uh, Natasha movie. The moment when she's trying to keep normality and keep running the team and crying while eating a peanut butter sandwich like who among us hasn't done that at least once where and, she's like scott i get emails from a raccoon once a week like yeah. just but she is she is yeah. really like finally a, a, a human being in this movie mm-hmm. instead of like you know early on on top of being like kind of overly sexed up in the way they Extremely. play her she's also like she's she's sort of this like mysterious killer yeah. that mm-hmm. I don't think is very interesting. He, yeah. She plays a function in the story, but I don't think she's an, in, I, I think that the attempt to humanize her with her relationship to Clint, I don't think they gave us enough of it to really sell us on it. And the same thing, it's kind of the same thing with her and Bruce. Like, I'm not sure I ever really bought that. Um, but I this, think we talked this about is the this movie where Ultron. we really get yeah. her. Yeah, I think yeah. Caroline and I talked about this in Ultron in that the relationship where there's actually chemistry and you actually, especially in this movie, that really the one conversation they have, her and her and uh, Cap, her and Chris Evans is on fire. Like, and they, they and they so always good. denied us that. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't you think that's kind of weird that like Winter Soldier should be a movie where these two people are obviously into each other and they like really resist doing that for some reason i don't know and i think a lot of the chemistry actually comes from the fact that they have known each other forever like these mm-hmm. and they were in that awful perfect score movie together the mtv one where they stole hey her. that's right relax relax <laughs> i like that movie, movie relax but don't know what a, what a strange thing they, to have that chemistry yeah. between those two actors and not take advantage of it uh you're like oh sorry we have these two insanely good-looking people that have crackling chemistry yeah let's like create a relationship for even if even if it's just a thing of like we used to date right like that would be fun even if that's what the deal was between them right yeah there is we went on we went on a date and it didn't work because he didn't get any of my references cap with the (laughs) cap with the 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 fucking the watch the the locket whatever you call it yeah 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 right or yeah, he Cap, kept looking at it, and it wasn't. Yeah, never kept looking work. at it. Yeah, and it's it's that is like that's the one we get it, and we get it in this movie. It, it's the one thing, and it it would have, I guess, like Cap makes out with with Peggy's niece, which is weird. But 
Other that is, than that, like that is that way is the more one... uncomfortable than him having a, a kind Extremely. of like will they won't they with, with no black Extremely. widow. It's fine. Girl, get it. Whatever. He's hot. <laughs> she she understands. Um look, yeah, dude, Peggy is the best. Carry that mm-hmm. picture around your whole carry that flame, good sir. I, oh my god, it's just the it's the cutest. My thing good my know. good friend Haley Atwell. I know you, I cannot believe she has said your name. Like that is just Can, like, I, can wow. I just say can I just say I did a press junket where I got to talk to Haley Atwell for about three minutes. I don't think I've ever sweat that much in my entire life inside. <laughs> this is like when I did when I did the devotion junket and it was interviewing Glenn the second time and I called him best friend Glenn. Like Oh man, play the music. <laughs> Glenn! Glenn! Jonathan Majors was in the duo with him and he's like, yeah. oh, look at this. And I was like, well, we talked. And it was like, he did remember. And so it was like the most awkward. And then I wasted like 45 seconds of my time doing yeah. the dumbest and most embarrassing shit ever. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Like, we'll get we'll get good at this one day, Caroline. One day. <laughs> this this is why it's good that I don't ever interview anybody because I, I would be such a problem. I, I mean, I would be the Chris Farley show every single time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cool. It's very tempting to do that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh let's get into the no, I don't think I will award for plot point or retcon that wasn't exactly explained. And I, I think we can just lean right into the no, I don't I think know. I will. Let's talk about the time travel <laughs> ma- mainly with Cap, Cap and Peggy, because there, there's the main, there's the theory that Cap was always secret husband. What yeah. are you know? What what are the thoughts here, Caroline? Where do you fall? Um, I fall on. I don't care. It's so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I get like. This is where you have to, I stop myself from overthinking about it because then it, it, it turns into like Terminator. It turns into like, well, they don't, they had to send him back because anyone exists to send him back and like mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. Like it's the Harry Potter and the Patronus. Like he only knew he could do it because he had already done it because he had been back in time and, and knew he had done Like it's the circular logic of that type of thing where it's like, well, but then, because then you start thinking about like, oh, why, why didn't Cap like put money in Apple? Like that kind of shit. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> there's that. There's also. Wait, I mean, way too ethical for that shit. You'd be like, well, that would be inappropriate, Peggy. Okay. Well, when we talk about Cap being ethical, there's also a scenario where like on September 10th, 2001, Cap was like, should I? Uh, probably not. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Well, I wonder. Yeah. No, I don't think I will. There no, are I so many scenarios in life where like Cap like wakes up on like Kennedy assassination day and he's like, no, I don't think I will. Is like, this, is this a reference to the Richard Karn tweet about, uh, NFTs? Is that what the name of this category comes from? <laughs> is that, do you know what I'm talking about? I did. I, no. I need a refresher here. It's the guy that played Al Borland on Home yeah. Improvement. And he set himself up to say, I don't think so, Tim, but then he doesn't do it. And then he's, he's he says, no, I don't think I will. Oh, no, it's what no, Caps it's... is at the end when he's like, are you going to tell me about the lady? And he's like, no, no. I don't think so. 
No, I don't think. Oh, I old man cap. I said, old man yeah. cap. No, I mean, I, I, I'm with Caroline. I actually think the correct thing to do with time tra- time travel movies is that you you should just accept whatever explanation that the storyteller mm-hmm. gives you because it's impossible anyway. So like, let's just make and like even in Marvel comics, right? Which like people who get into comics are super into lore and stuff. And the truth is that actually there is no one way consistently that marvel's ever done it they they will tell you like whatever you want to do in this story is how it works like there there is both in marvel there's like uh stories in which god exists and stories in which every single god that's ever been imagined also exists and thus the christian religion is irrelevant like they just it's just like whatever you want to do in the one story you're telling it's fine i and and i like to me i think we're supposed to feel like that's the original whatever that means the original peggy the original timeline yeah. and cap and and 616 or whatever our our cap got to live in his timeline with his peggy for the yeah, rest of his life it's like how, and I look at it like this was how it was always supposed to go. So I guess maybe I do buy into the secret husband thing, like that he always was the husband or something. Because I, in the way that I think, I'm like this was always how it was supposed to be. Like he stayed, he stayed yeah. out of trouble in in effectively enough to to not cause a problem. So th- that's where I think we've got legs, though. If they ever wanted to bring him back or something, like. Cap, what Cap is doing in 1960, like during the Cold War or during, you know, so like I just, I understand that we're meant to believe that Cap lived this peaceful life with with Peggy, and it is beautiful seeing them dance. But like, he was about that action from the day he got that serum until the day he went back in time to return those stones. You just you don't flip that switch, man. It's like it's like the yeah, it's like De Niro's character. It. It's like, like De Niro's character stop. in Heat. He's you're trying to make Cap stop taking scores. If he flaps those butterfly wings a little too much, then he's gonna he's gonna in inadvertently bring about the destruction of the universe. What do you think his job is back in the 1950s? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> The like the thing that's is the other like, problem. Like you gotta wait till he gets like old enough that he's not like noticeably the hottest person wherever he is. Yeah, which is a so while. Never, like, would have taken a couple decades, probably at least. Well, and, and from what is. we learn in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that that soldier who is who is also experimented on that Bucky goes and sees is old, and he's still powerful as hell. So like. I needed old man cap to like do he it seemingly should still be able to do some strong shit. Like he, yeah. he's seemingly should be able to do that. So it's just, it's, it's just very funny to me thinking of like all these crises happening and cap just like sitting on the couch, watching the news with Pecky and just being like, mm, real shame. He would have to be like basically living the life of like young Clark Kent. Like, yeah, like p- picking people's cars up so they can replace their tire, but like make sure nobody sees you do it. Like, you'd have to be a covert superhero that nobody would notice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So okay, can we get into what didn't work and just the, and again, this this movie is is wonderful, but it's just just questions and things that you know thing. Look, I'm gonna say I'm gonna. There's a few times where it jumps to like nebula and gamora and i'm like don't care get back to 
the rest. And I, I know that I actually like Nebula a lot more than before this movie, but this is like a Nebula movie. Like heavy Nebula. She's one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. And I, it just, she, she, I think it's the breathy talking and I like Karen Gillian, uh, Karen Gillian, Gillian, Gilliam, Gilliam. Gilliam. Um, she's fantastic. But the time, sometimes with the like, <laughs> just drives me nuts. Like, just say it. I, I, I would say I, I actually, I actually do wish that she got to do a little more. Like I, I, she has a lot yeah. of screen time, but they, she she's relatively without agency in this, which bummed me out a little bit because especially if you remember coming out of guardians Two, the yeah. end of that movie is Nebula gives this incredible speech that got me so pumped for infinity game where she's like looking into the camera. Cause I think they ask her like, Oh, what are you going to do with your, with your half of the money or whatever? And she basically makes this long psychotic speech about how she's going to destroy her father. And yeah. I, I, I thought just you remember thinking you like, wanted a nice hat. This is awesome. <laughs> I love this. And then she doesn't really get to do it. Um, which is kind of a bummer. I did. So remind me, Caroline, since you yeah. have watched it more recently than me, the big battle does does Nebula ever get like some shots in? Does she does she get a few? Does she get in wrestling terms? Does she get her shit in? On Thanos, she does. Yeah. She shoots herself. Yeah, which is she, a she kills. Twist. She kills twenty fourteen Nebula. Just to fight an yeah. evil version of herself. Yeah, right. It's not even really a fight. She's got a gun, mm-hmm. and <laughs> right, like, and is like they all. But she's not really in on the big like. Uh, the big like battlefield war part of what's going on yeah no other i mean like the funniest to me is the they really get um gamora like in with the quit and obviously we know from guardians that gamora was not about that life like with thanos she was like nah fam um and a lot of the stuff that happened was because she was trying to like revolt against him in right guardians um but the quickness with which she's like, oh, me and my sister, we're gonna, like going to go help, like, just dis- help him get the stones and destroy shit to she's running around, like, slashing up the, you know, paper people, whatever part of his army that came down um, was was funny to me. But, but yeah, no, she didn't get any real, like, licks in on pops. No. I mean, no. not everybody's going to get their shot, basically, but... Yeah. all things considered they really give everybody a moment which is really impressive because it's a lot of people yeah even evangeline lily i think about that when they're telling scott to get the uh to get the van started and she says we're on it cap and i'm like that's her one line that's that's what she got but they even even event gets a gets a superhero moment in this Mm -hmm. of all people and she's and she's really good too like I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun, like, moment. It's a fun reveal that she's in the suit. Um, yeah. You guys, I, the you sound know, isn't even on, and it's, like, panning into the house. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the funeral is on right now? As the tap dancing with Peggy. <laughs> oh, the very, very end. Yeah, I, I, I mean, in terms of other stuff that doesn't work, uh, man, I'm struggling to think. I, I... So I, I've got a couple. Uh, the thing with the time heist, the first order of business 
should have obviously been going back to 1970 and either coming coming clean with Hank Pym and be like, hey, here's the situation. We're going to need those Pym particles or just robbing him. Instead of like, instead of being like, we got one shot. These are all the Pym particles we got. It's like, you can, you got a time machine. Like you, it's, it's the real, like I have a gun in my room. We can go and kill Austin powers right now. Like we can just, we, why don't you go back and kill Austin powers when he's sitting on the crapper the, or something? The like, people that's in that. the past can't know what's going to happen because then it will, it will ruin, it will ruin the plan. So you, I, I, I at least buy like you, you do have to be sneaky. You can't just go and tell somebody about what happens in in 2019 or whatever, you know. Well, then then you rob his ass, and then if the plan works, Hank Pym, who alive Hank Pym, where you're just like, hey Hank, I need you to make 16 of these because we got to go replace him back in in 1970. I I couldn't help but think about that. Like it'd be cool if you had more than one shot each. If you if you had a couple mess ups, and uh, could, <laughs> could, could go get steak some style. There's got to be steaks. Got gotta um, be stakes. I think most of it that the stuff that like wouldn't work for the time heist, whatever, I just am fine with. Like yeah. you know what? I don't have a lot of questions about how long it took Tony to solve a time machine. Like I don't have questions. Like No, I time. believe it was it was all of fifteen minutes. That that yeah. checks out for me. Like no, nice, no. nice and easy. Um like- I, I wish I had more of life during the blip. And I think that's more of just, I wish I had more of this money, but I would have been really interested just to see other dynamics and see how some other people were doing. But I understand that it's a three hour movie and beggars can't be choosers here. Um, how did you guys feel about the girl power moment that they, that I they like went that. with? I, because- I, I definitely like that more than I like Carol showing up kind of out of nowhere and blowing a ship up. So I kind of love that. That gives me the chills. (laughs) I think it looks cool, but I don't, I, I think, I think the big, I mean, when you're talking about the girl power moment, we're talking about when all of the female, all of the female Avengers kind of walk out together to me, angel Peter Parker. To me, that's a lot more earned and essential to what's going on in the story and the Carol moment to me kind of felt like, well, we have to give her more to do. Like we've now set her up as really powerful in the movie that just came out and we can't have her be sidelined this much. Like we have to give her another big hero moment here. And it just kind of feels, it kind of feels uh, forced in to what's happening there. That that's That's my main issue with it is, it doesn't if you take it out of the movie i don't think it really changes anything whereas she has i think another really good moment where it's just her squaring up with thanos and like they sell how strong she is there i think yeah mm-hmm. i like i like the way when she comes back in because it's yet again another and this is where maybe you can say like oh this didn't work or too many times we're like they're at the end of the rope and they're getting rained down on by this you know this gigantic ship but i love a moment where everything stops and shifts and they're like what is it what are they shooting at like that's cool i think they struggled in both captain marvel and here with really what to do with her Mm -hmm. and that was like they're like oh where were you in infinity war and she's like well i got other planets to help you're like they've okay, since I mean, they've fine. since explained it quite well, I think. Yeah. But they had to retcon it because 
right. they didn't they didn't have a plan at the time the, the, and so and, they do it a bit in the movie even because they're like are you gonna be back next week and she's like well i got other plans to hang out in when, when rocket's like are you getting another haircut it's kind of like the superman problem of she's just a little too strong she's yeah. op yeah yeah, you can't you can't have her around all the time where she solves. She's the immediate answer to every problem. Yeah, but I, but you know, I I think I look. I really like her in the Marvels, and Caroline and I talked about that in a recent episode of of For the Water Cooler. I think that's the best treatment of her that we've gotten yeah. so far. Um, I hope it's not the the last one because it didn't make very much money. But like, I, I think that you can see in this movie. They had not quite figured her out yet and they did their best to include her anyway, but I don't think that, that anybody had really figured out like, what are we going to do with Carol Danvers? What are like, what is her deal beyond just being incredibly strong and she can fly? Mm -hmm. Um, I did love when she was like, Hey, Peter Parker, you have something for me. Um, I don't mind the girl power moment. I think um, it's one of those things that like, how long did it last? three seconds oh it's like, so, it's so, yeah, short. It's so yeah. it's so brief it's the quickest so it's, one it's, of those, the, it's like, the setup to they're all gonna like escort peter yeah is to it pandering? where he needs to go Maybe a little mm-hmm. like but also hell yeah why not we can see all the dudes on the screen all the time together like yeah you know what have shuri come in and like get her it's like with, the, her, with she, her double guns yeah her, her fist where i think of like um henry cavill like charging his biceps <laughs> Cock- cocking like, his biceps yeah just like <laughs> like ready i don't know i like it and it makes the like basement dwellers mad so more of it keep it yes i'm always for that <laughs> like oh no too many women on the screen at once what should we do just imagining just imagining some 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 yeah, bro they, with they green hair just really absolutely <laughs> shaking watching it they should <laughs> add she hulk to it just to really piss them off yeah like, just retroactively pop her in there yeah. retroactively throw her in there um, um no. i have a couple other things that are just again most of them just asking of questions i know one of yours is hulk no so i actually i like bruce a little more in this movie than yeah. i watching it with the context of i was harsh on his his development when we talked about infinity war i still I, I like Bruce a lot more when he's not just being like a goofball. Cause I don't, I, I just, I like my original Avengers Bruce, but it wasn't, it wasn't as much. I actually enjoy when he's talking, uh, when he's breaking to breaking down with Tilda Swinton, like what the heist yeah. and things like that. Like I enjoyed that. But one of mine, a couple of these are brief. Scott absolutely stepped on at least one good guy. There's, there's no way he didn't. He absolutely, he absolutely killed a random Wakandan soldier or a, or a sorcerer. We absolutely need to make sure that he's going to therapy for just even destroying, like stepping on bad guys. Cause that's gotta be, that's gotta make you feel some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. He stomped on him. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, why does Laura Barton's phone work? Like how? Her phone hey, bill has been unpaid for five years. He's been paying it with the with the mercenary money. Mercenary money must must pay well. Um, the lightning braid stores beard, so that's that's Love something. That. <laughs> that's Love something. It. No um, And then the the last one is 
this this is something that actually legitimately doesn't work for me and it just I feel like we really missed out. I cannot believe that Nick Fury doesn't speak in this movie. Like he could have given Tony's eulogy, but he is the one we see him in the after credit scene in Iron Man. He is the one who gets the Avenger like brings this all together and we only get a shot of him on the porch and I can't I can't lie that I am devastated that he doesn't get some like I don't know just even one thing or like like a farewell to Tony or something like that because he had his doubts about Tony in the first Avengers movie like if Tony was declared, you know, that he did wasn't a fit for the Avengers program or something like that. Like I just I'm just I wish we could have gotten one thing from Nick Fury. I I agree with that. I think that would have been cool to see. Also it would have been actually what it would have been a great opportunity for is to have a moment recognizing Natasha at the end, which is a criticism. A lot of people have about this movie is that she doesn't really get a send off because it happens in the, in the midst of the battle still. Mm-hmm. And I think fury had this implied long running working relationship with her would have been able to that would have been a good moment to use Nick Fury, I think, is to have some little recognition of Natasha, you know, before or after Tony's funeral scene. I, I don't I, I really wouldn't change very much about Tony's funerals, the timing. Mm-hmm. I think going straight from the battlefield where he's dead right into the funeral is so effective and important that they do it that way. Maybe if there's a little moment after it where where you could have fit in some kind of recognition of Natasha. I think that would have been cool to do. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we get Clint and Wanda talking about that, really by, like that by the moment. river. That's I like amazing. that too, except now that I've watched WandaVision, it was clear that that conversation ended with Clint going, okay, I'm going to go home. Good luck, kid. Enjoy being alone. I think that I, I do think that's, that's, cool that that's who they chose to put together there because they had back in age of Ultron, like that was kind of her, her mentor moment. Mm -hmm. That was who said that was who like pep talked her into doing this in the first place. And, you know, I mean, we, she's a different show entirely to talk about Wanda. We know that Mm -hmm. Caroline has strong feelings about it, but like in some ways you could see her being pissed at Clint for giving her that advice because the result of her doing it, meant that she has lost the two people she's ever been close to basically in her life because she was in this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life is, uh, life is tough for Wanda. Um, okay. I want to get into best scenes and Carolyn, I want to run this by you that Jacqueline had this idea and I like this, especially for this movie. And it, this is this we can kind of put a twist on this being sports related. Instead of saying scenes, because that is difficult for this movie, we go with the highlight reel. What are just the best moments of this movie? and moments we love um, because there is, there is a lot. Cause I think obviously the best scene is portals. I think is one of the best scenes of all time. Avengers. Assemble. Mjolnir portals is yes. no notes. It is st- it's just goosebumps. It's everything. It's the payoff. Um, but I think like 
so the there are a bunch of scenes in the actual time heist first of all mm -hmm. just a shout out real quick to roadie when they're having the conversation about like why don't we just go back and kill baby thanos and he does the like <laughs> hand motion <laughs> and bruce is like first of all that's terrifying and he's like it's thanos like whatever uh, that always makes me laugh um i think you know like i said the opening scene sets the tone for the yeah. entire entire movie and yeah i lost and, the kid it's oh my god so you have so i mean only so you have clint on the farm and like the the aftermath of like not being not knowing why everyone's disappearing and his family disappearing you get sickly tony leaving a message to pepper and even the, this is how they did like even the little scene of him playing the little like football game with with nebula she's mm -hmm. never won anything in her entire life ever her entire life has been losing fighting for her everything fighting for everything she's ever gotten losing consistently and as a result of those losses going through like emotional and physical trauma every single time she's gotten bits replaced she's like mostly machine like all that stuff so like just the the moment of like her realizing him being like there you go you won and she's just like oh my god i won mm -hmm. uh into the message that he leaves for pepper is so is incredible um i remember they sent out like mailers that was the like for your consideration vibe was like this like intense serious like rdj movie where it's like him on the front like talking to the helmet um you get carol showing up you get him coming back and the i lost the kid we all lost we were supposed to do that together um i got nothing for you cap no coordinates it's nothing um you the even the little scenes between um hemsworth and brie larson i love that crackling between those two mm -hmm. <laughs> or he's just like i like this one uh then they just go and kill thanos which i always like it's a moment where you barely ever talk about it because everything else that happens in this movie but in the first 15 minutes of this movie they behead thanos it's really it's really is them going like you don't you came into this movie thinking you knew what was going to happen yeah and actually you don't know shit about what's he about to happen in this movie his head off went for and, the head and then go five years later and immediately again 15 minutes into it you're like what the shit uh i already skipped over one that i love because again we talked about the pupil thing but just the the like scene setting of being like who hasn't been to space before and you have like i think it was roadie cap and natasha all being like uh yeah no we haven't been to space bill threw up in my spaceship um you get it. i love the scene of um scott lang trying to figure out what the hell happened where he mm -hmm. is what's going on um him showing up to avengers headquarters and and just the moment of like is this an old is this archive footage and she's like no this is the front gate like love that all of the time heist prep the baby when he turns into the baby and the old guy one of one of the, someone peed in the suit i don't know if it was baby me or old me or just me me them uh, uh them breaking down the heist and talking about where the stones are we, we talked about thor's moment love um, it yeah old the, flame <laughs> the old, old flame um, and then like the entire time heist is so much oh, cool. fun. There's so much, all, all the callbacks, uh, the, the kind of an idiot, huh? He's just like, 
come and get your love. It is really so, great. It is really great, by the way, of, in the time heist. Like one of the cool things I like about this is that it, the consequences of it that we end up seeing later is that Scott, everyone thinks that Scott Lang was on the Avengers when this was all happening. Like when we, it's, it's referenced in a couple of things that have come out since, but that like, basically this character who was not part of any of these scenes that we're watching is there now. And so now, now everyone in that timeline thinks that Ant-Man was there in like battle of New York and, and whatever else was going on. Yeah, it's America's ass captain. Um, what is the funniest or like the ways that they messed up those current timelines in, in the time highest? So obviously, there's there's Loki getting the Tesseract. But mm-hmm. like what happens when Quill wakes up after being they changed the course of Quill's entire life because yeah. Quill finding that artifact leads him to Xandar, like takes him to Xandar yeah. and then leads like by Rhodey just knocking Quill out changes his, the entire course of his life. Um, I was going to say, uh, Oh, the scene with cap in the elevator where he does the hail Hydra. Yes. That, that has ripples. Great. Like, yeah. Great moment. Also all the elevator scene, like the callback to elevator scene. I know it's not mm-hmm. the same elevator scene, but like any call, it's yeah. so good. Um, yeah, those are that's probably the big. Those two are probably the big. Well, look, yeah. again, he got his own show for the whole thing. Like, well, in Cap, like that that version of the the throwback version of Cap when the two Caps fight, that Cap has heard he thinks he's fighting Loki. Here's the Bucky's alive. Like that's gonna be like incepted in his brain. That's all he's gonna think about as soon yeah. as he wakes up from the scepter. Uh, that when when Cap walks out and he sees he sees past cap and he says that you've got to be shitting me is great moment. So good. It's so good to be frustrated himself. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do this all day. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, golly, let's see. What else have we highlights? Um, all the trip to 1970 and cap seeing Peggy through the glass. So sweet. Uh, wait, there was something else that I just thought of that didn't work from a few, one of the things we had just said. Um, and then I can't remember it. Damn it. I'll come. I'll, it'll come back to me. I've got another emotional moment. Oh. Happy and Morgan at the funeral when Stop. she's like, I want a cheeseburger. Stop. Well, I mean, I love you 3000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Morgan, that little actress, she's a cutie patootie. Like I really, she's adorable. Um, that's another like what some people will say like it didn't work like all of this hinges on that rat walking across at the right time type thing again that's one where i'm like that's fine works for me yeah no, no. there have been I mean, like this is the only timeline in which it worked out so there was yeah. they were gonna have you know this is yeah. caroline this is what i talk about with people who are always like to to, to bring it back to alabama football right they're like well <laughs> you know alabama's always got you know they, they need all this like good lucky stuff to fall their way and i'm like that's how you win championships. Every team that won a championship, something weird had to kind of fall your way. And I that's like basically we are seeing the story of the timeline where everything went their way. Everything happened that had to happen for it to work out. But like Strange tells us there's a bunch of other universes where oh. they didn't get the breaks they needed and it doesn't work. 
Kyle, I'm thinking about, I'm not um, well, Kyle. Yes, I won't spoil it for you, but Matt, I'm thinking about Loki right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that Thank rat, the rat turning on the van is equivalent to David Tyree managing to pin that hel- that ball against his helmet. Like freak occurrence, right? Only yeah. happens one out of every million times. We live in the only universe where that yeah. happened. That's yeah. Kihei Clark making that pass against Purdue. Like I, I know I've seen this in real life. Like my basketball team has a national championship because the most random play that could have ever happened happened in absolutely the right way. Like it's just how it goes sometimes. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I believe. It. I believe it. Avengers won the championship with this. On that. Oh, oh I remembered it. Sorry. The yeah. thing that doesn't work where I'm like, yo, Nebula, you got to speak up, girl. You cannot send Clint and Natasha Natasha to to get the soul stone and not tell them the most important thing about it. So <laughs> I, I I also had this thought. In like going into the movie, I had this thought. So she does tell everyone that that's where Thanos murdered my sister. She doesn't know directly that's how you get it. She does know that Thanos and Gamora went. Thanos killed Gamora there. That is all. Because remember, she sees Thanos in the in, in Titan right after. I think she's, but she the way she says it, she pieces it together. Like they both went, she and he came back without her. Like, yeah. and, he came, and she says he came back with the soul stone. Like mm-hmm. she knows you yeah. got to give them a heads up at least be like, Hey, by the way, could be something real weird with getting the soul stone, just a heads up. Like, yeah. The thing is, it's like, like who, right, what do we do? If if you know, if you know, though, who do you send? Ugh, yeah, like if you, cause Neb, actually one thing I love is the scene when, uh, when Paul Rudd is eating his tacos outside and the ship comes down and blows all the tacos away. And he says something to Nebula and she does the roadie. Be careful of, you know, upon reentry, there's an idiot, yeah. idiot yeah. in the landing zone. But I love that moment because like Nebula, again, someone who has never had anybody really in her life has, has bonded. Like she calls him roadie. Yeah. Like they get along well, like something yeah. like that on that subject though, if Nebula knows, like if she, if she and roadie go like, is that cause it's the soul stone. It has to be, you know, Gamora thinks she has Thanos because Thanos has never loved anything. Like, really tough way to find out that your dad actually loves you uh, when he needs to kill <laughs> you to get the, when he needs to kill you to get the Soul Stone. Yeah, but like, well, in retrospect, like Clint and Natasha are the two, sadly, the two perfect people for that because those are, as, as we're told, or like Natasha and Cap. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is Natasha and Cap. And this is again, I go back to where having black widow makes that scene much more impactful Mm because if you'll notice i did not list that and one of the ones that like makes me cry just thinking about it is like it just was a tough scene i think where it's like where you don't know enough about natasha and they don't give you a ton about her until this movie and then you get a lot in black black widow and by then i don't want to say it's too late because i like the character now but i just didn't you don't feel that like connection to the character um that you get after you get those that movie um but yeah that let's see what else did i um time heist is so good the battle scene is so good um i mean it's all so the matt alluded to this earlier but the way that they were able to spread the ball around in in the fight scene but you know obviously just have it having it is, the, it's a very spread offense here. exactly Everybody well, gets a touch in this movie you, you have the original three who go at it 
with with Thanos. And then you have the portal scene where you get a little bit from everybody, but everyone gets to do something. Valkyrie gets to pick Peter up, um, you know, as he's flying through the air. Clint gets to run with the stones. Black Black Panther gets to run with the stones. Um, you know, we get the the Captain Marvel actually like fighting Thanos and things like that. Like everyone gets to do a little yeah. something and it's 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 crazy as they bring the portals out as they bring everyone out of the portals and it's like all these movies that some, you know all and a lot of these characters still have not met each other before the people coming from Titan the people like the Doctor Strange is bringing in who were who lost to Thanos don't know like Bucky and Black Panther and things like that like it's a, yeah. just this it's I think they do well with the pairings again. Like yeah. we talked about more yeah. so in Infinity War because I think that there's like, you know, they go off and do these different things in Infinity War, but I think they do well with who they send to what place. And like Rhodey and like you, like you said, Rhodey and Nebula together is the combination that six movies before this, I would have been like, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Rocket and and Thor together works so well. Um and so I think that they do a really nice job of like how they pair them up to get the most, like to maximize like character development and like the way they play off each other and stuff like that is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think really we can agree that portals portals is the best moment of the movie. Yeah. Best scene, oh. best moment, best. Ever. I mean, I would say it's maybe, it's maybe the, the biggest achievement in a, let, let me, let me try to, let me try to come up with the wording for it, but like it's the biggest scene in a Hollywood franchise movie ever. There's no, there has never been anything like that in a movie ever. I'm not the best scene that's ever been in a movie, but there is, there has never been anything where that much star power was on. I mean, it is literally, if, if you have to show someone as a historical document, 50 years from now, what the, what the, stars of hollywood in the 2010s looked like that's the scene that's the only scene you have to show them it's yeah. incredible it's, it's an so, incredible it's so moving like the, again like if i think about it for too long i get worked up like not worked up that's like a really dramatic way of saying it, but like it, it's it's i will go every once in a while just watch the live reaction youtube videos of the oh, yeah. crowd it gives me chills the, i watched the- it a lot during the pandemic because i because yeah. there was i'm a i'm a uh, catastrophizer and i definitely had a few moments where i thought what if we what if we never go to movie theaters ever again and yeah. honestly like i kind of made my peace with it and thought you know what like i'm sad for it everyone went else. out on top <laughs> i'm sad for everyone else but there's no way even if they come back there's no way I will ever have a better experience in a movie theater than that the rest of my life. There's I mean, that, zero that's chance. still that's yeah, that's still probably true. I have already uh, seen I have already had the best moment in a movie theater I will ever have in my life. I think if I had seen Yes, I still think that's the case. I think maybe the closest since then was probably No Way Home. No Way Home was up there um and maverick for me like, yeah maverick i mean Ma- there maverick, was some extremely fun ripped. moments yeah maverick and that was like everybody's fun. back in movie theaters yeah. and stuff yeah and, and for a lot of people movie. barbie was a really big experience too but like 
the crowds were very boisterous at at, at yeah. Barbie showings too. So I'm not saying that's true for everybody. I don't think for yeah. me I will ever have as no, as and I agree. I don't think anything matched it. It's hard to match it because again, it's ten. It's a it was a decade of work to get to that point, and a decade of you know two movies a year plus whatever and building it out to a point where it flowed seamlessly together and creating these like black panther was a cultural moment mm-hmm. like i think that it's and it was still very fresh too when when that yeah. when that was happening yeah absolutely yeah. And that was what black panther was 27 still in theaters when that when endgame came out was really? it i believe it was um man that's maybe infinity war Endgame, really in 2019 i, I think black panther was still showing in some theaters w- when endgame was approaching at least they may have finally yeah, pulled it before endgame but yeah no like the scale of it all is a big part of it to me too caroline and that's yeah. to me that hits me more in the funeral scene where it's like literally like you're looking at you're looking back at especially if you're a person who watched all these movies as they were uh-huh. coming out, like you're in some ways you're like remembering the last 10 years of your life. For me, I have this other cool marker about it, which is that my daughter, who's my oldest child was literally born the day that Iron Man came out. So my daughter is the exact age of the MCU. That's awesome. <laughs> so I have That's this awesome. like, you know, I'm having like, like tying it to the, my life yeah and everything else that was happening as i was watching those movies too um so that that part of it's cool i i just turned around and pulled this because my 40th birthday but there is this there's this very cool uh book that they put out that is it's called the story of marvel studios but definitely go check it out it's like it's some really classic like coffee table book stuff if you're if you're into these movies but like i love a good massive Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and it's just it's just like the entire history of the first ten years of the MCU. It's very well put together. And like for me, I think whatever continues on to happen, these are just kind of movies to me now. But the period between Iron Man and Endgame is such an achievement, and and also just sort of like it will always be like a marker of my life at those times because it was the, it was an exciting thing going on and you always had something new to look forward to and you weren't burnt down on it. It was like every time it was legitimately exciting when there was a new one coming out. Well, and I think what's nice is um, even I, I, I think no matter how you feel about new, the new stuff that's come out since, I don't think that it can have any real impact on your enjoyment or experience with, there was some discussion around like secret invasion and there's like a plot line with Rhodey, whatever. And I think they've, they've come out and said that that's not the thing people were, I don't want to, Kyle, have you seen this one yet? You haven't seen this. I, I know, I, I know, I know what the deal is. Okay. Like, it's like yeah. Rhodey in it in end game is not a scrawl. Like they've said that, like right, which is which is smart. Which, I mean, like the whole point of doing something like that. that moment. Yeah, you can't ruin that moment. So I think what I'm trying to say is like the nice thing is even if you don't like the movies that have come out since, that really shouldn't impact at all your experience with Iron mm-hmm. Man's Red Game, like because it's a separate, like 
and which is also why I think people aren't giving enough patience to the multiverse saga, which I understand has had its like its own issues and the pandemic has affected that and like the frequency with which they put stuff out. But you cannot compare it to something that's took 13 years or whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, it's, it's encased in Amber at this point. Like yeah. it's perfect. And like we talked about some of the problems with the, the multiverse saga and what's going on. And like also, and again, like knock on wood here, but all these people are still beloved. Like we've, we've lost Chadwick Boseman, but like everyone else is still in very much like in general public Hollywood, good graces. Like they're all people yeah. we still like. They're all people we, you know, we still love seeing. They're all people who are still having really good careers. It's, it's just, it's such a special accomplishment. Um, it's, it's so hard. You mentioned Chadwick again, like, mm-hmm now watching it because no one knew that was like one of the things that was like so sad about his um oh that no one no one one really knew and Mm. you look back like the funeral scene he looks so thin you know Mm. like you look back and you're like oh Mm. no like it just it's it's hard for me to go back and like watch this movie and black panther um because i really think that he was just such a like God, he was so incredible, like such a good actor. And he was so fun to watch in this character. And I was single, every single thing he did in his entire career, a home run. Like that, that guy, that guy would have, I mean, and he was aware that he was sick for a lot longer than anybody knew. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And it does feel like he was like trying to pack in a lot of important stuff, Mm -hmm. But, but man, unbelievable charisma from that guy and it is we are we are so poorer for not having him longer than we did it it is it is a massive i mean it's i'm i don't know i i I obviously didn't know him in person and and i hate that for everybody that knew him personally i just think as an entire culture we all missed out on being able to have more chadwick boseman because what an unbelievably powerful artist like not Mm -hmm. just a movie star like that guy was making out even in black panther but certainly a lot of the other stuff he made he was interested in making movies that made a huge impact on people and mattered and like empowered people he was he was not up for doing uh movies that are just for fun. He made mm-hmm. every single one of them count. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean um his his last performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is incredible. It's um, so good, man. So he's, good, so he's good. He's so good in that movie. In, in Defy Bloods, he's amazing. I think like that could have been the thing to get him his Oscar for supporting actor. Like I thought he was incredible. He is one of the few things making forty two watchable. Like I I don't care for that movie. I think it's very like not not to go down this route, but I think a very it, like like very kid gloves version of the Jackie Robinson story. And yes. he is awesome. And he is and Im- awesome. an important, you can, you can totally see why he wanted to make that story mm-hmm. though, whether yeah. it's executed perfectly or not. The, the James Brown movie he made too is also absolutely bananas. Like what a crazy fun performance. If you've, I think it's called, uh, get on up. It's get on up. Yeah. Absolutely wild performance in that movie that this dude could do it all too. And it's weird. It feels like it's that, you know, it's the parasocial relationship thing, right? Like I should not 
feel as strongly as I do about someone I did not know, mm-hmm. like about, but I just, that was one of the things during the pandemic too, where you just, it, I like not solidly, but I cried for several days, like where I would think about it. And like, it took months before I could watch Black Panther. Yeah. It and sticks out watching this movie. Like a, it, it does. Just, and it, and it, again, I, it's the, it's him walking through the portal first mm-hmm. that I think like, really still gets me like, man, it just, it sucks. Like he should still be making like here, making movies and making people's lives better. It's just, yeah, he's incredible in this movie. Sorry, I've gotten so far off. Like, hey, if there if there's a movie to get far off, it's it's this. We're going on our different like time trails. Or <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's go. Let's let's talk. Best quote. Again, Ooh. like Infinity War, this movie is extremely heavy. It ends with our absolute main character dying, and it's really funny. Like, really, yeah. really funny. Um, like the the <laughs> Tony saying until just now, I thought you were a build a bear. so good so good um i love the i mean i love you 3000 Mm -hmm. um avengers assemble those are kind of the like you know would you what did you do i went for the head um the avengers assemble thing is is fun because it, it i mean for a lot of reasons but also like i do love how much stuff from age of Ultron is paid off in this movie. Like, and I don't even know if all of it was meant to set something like this up, but they took perfect advantage of it. Right. Like, and that, that's, that's one of the like many good touches of writing is that this movie is so much payoff that I think they even found setups that didn't know they were setups when they were created. Like, yeah, Mm the the end of age of ultron i always loved that they cut off and they don't let you hear the assemble and to pay that off and to pay off the thing of cap being able to lift the hammer yes yeah so good two two of the of the most fun moments from age of ultron to wait that long to get their payoff that i would say has a, a sense of humor in and of itself to do that I like when uh, when Gamora meets Quill, like 2014 Gamora meets Quill, and Nebula's like, it was him or the tree, like, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Um, let's uh, see. Paul Rudd, as far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. Yeah, so good. Even the right before the entire convo was actually pretty funny, because um, he's like, I almost forgot that suit did nothing for your ass. He's like, no one asked you to look, Tony. <laughs> I think you look great, Cap. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. There's uh there's two emotional ones for me. Um, Rocket uh talking about the blip saying or talking about the people left saying I lost the only family I ever had, which after seeing Guardians oh. three, not entirely the case. That's true, actually, uh, yeah. Which is even more devastating. Like when you know about Rocket's backstory and we, I think we've lost Caroline. (laughs) I think think that did it. (laughs) She's toast. Cooked. (laughs) That did it. That did it. We, 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 we've lost, we've lost the tears have come. (laughs) I feel bad laughing Caroline. Like it makes me very sad too. It's okay. She's also laughing to be clear to the she audience. Is, yeah. Caroline She's, is bo- is laughing at her own tears. 
God, that movie was so sad. <laughs> oh. oh, God. I have not. Yeah, I know Kyle's and he's never watching it again. I have not yet yeah, brought myself um, to watch that. Or Wakanda forever. Because again, yeah. the end of that movie, really. Yeah. I'm never I'm never watching Guardians 3 again. Great movie, never watching it again. Um, <laughs> and then after uh, after they all get back with the stones, um, Tony asks they're all looking sad about Natasha and Tony says, do we know she had family and cap says, yeah, us. Yeah. And that's another one. We get the cap single tier, uh, which is, which is tough. But, um, yeah, those are the ones that like when, when rocket in this, I think this was my first rewatch, like full rewatch besides like just turning it on, on TBS or watching the portal scene or whatever. Um, since seeing guardians three, when, when rocket said that it, it got me, I would also for best quote, uh, the look, th- this is a combination of, of the word and the look, but when Thor says new master, the look of anger on his face, like as if he's facing off with Thanos. Yes. Is- um, I also, so to Matt's favorite scene, um, Frigga saying everyone fails at who they're supposed to be, Thor. It's a measure of a person, of a hero, is how they, how well they succeed at being who they are. I think that's a very good, uh, and Peter Parker again. Hey, holy cow, you will not believe what's been going on. Do you remember when we were in space and I got all dusty and I must have passed out because I woke up and you were gone? But Doctor Strange was there, right? And he's like, It's been five years. Come on, they need us. And he started doing the yellow sparkly thing that he does anyway. And then he gets the hug and he goes, This is nice. Because nice. <laughs> you remember when he thought he was <laughs> hugging him in the car? Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. payoff. Like, um... Um, when they're breaking down the time heist. And they're, it's Thor's turn to talk. And it's like, is he asleep? And Rhodey and just Don Cheeto with it. No, no, pretty sure he's dead. Pretty sure he's dead. Let's start with the ether. Thor, what do you know? Is he asleep? No, no. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Oh, man. So many. There's actually a bunch of really good. Uh, there's some good memes out of this one, too, where we talk about the no, I don't think we will. Yeah, I was thinking about including a like a category for just what it like best meme from this movie, because there's a ton of memes from this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, don't give me hope is the best one no. when like your sports yes. team is down 27 yeah. and like you get yeah, two first like, downs in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I've used that multiple times. Yeah. Um, uh, you took everything from me is a, I don't even know who you are. Meme. I don't even know who you are. Uh, man, rushes it again in this movie. Yeah, Cause what's, have, what's yeah. brilliant is he plays an entirely different Thanos. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's Thanos. Who's now pissed off. He's like, Oh, I actually achieved what I was going to. And you guys ruined it. You like pesky kids. Like it's the, yeah, he gets desperate. Basically he's, yeah. he's cornered. And he when stops he gets, being so philosophical, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and he gets personal where he's like, I usually feel bad about this, but you know what I'm really going to enjoy? Destroying your stupid little I, planet. And I do you, always think about the fact that they've said there was a scene that got deleted that they originally wanted to have that Thanos shows up and drops a severed Captain America head, basically saying, I've already done this in a bunch of other versions of the timeline, and I always win. Like, I and it's basically him going like, I've kicked your ass a hundred times already, and this is just going to be a hundred and one. Isn't that what the the um the character Kang isn't? Isn't that like a, 
doesn't he allude to that, like having defeated the Avengers a, a bunch of times so, already? So Kang gets Kang gets a little more complicated because the the idea of Kang is that he's simultaneously so unlike Thanos, who obviously can do some time traveling here, like Kang is sort of simultaneously there are a bunch of different versions of him, and they all kind of work together slash hate each other and are constantly fighting with each other. Uh, And it's a, so so like I I would say the main gimmick of him is that you have to fight the same person at a bunch of different stages of his own life. So it would be like fighting 40 year old me and 17 year old me (laughs) and like 60 year old me where it's like, they're all a little different and uh, they, they have like been through different things. And so they're good at different stuff, but yeah, I mean like they, there's definitely some overlap. And I think that, I think that it would be, we'll see what happens with, with the Kang stuff, but like, yeah, they, they do end up because there's multiple versions of Thanos that does kind of overlap a little bit with what they were trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's um let's get into the Lenny Harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character. Morgan. As wow, that's actually pretty easy. Um <laughs> I, I'm actually gonna go Scott Lang. I, I think he I think he's a huge addition to this movie. And he's really not in it too much. He does he does like the time heist, but he's not super essential. He's a, he's a perfect comic relief yeah. addition to the cast. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's the audience surrogate character because he's acting like the rest of us would act in that situation. I want to give a shout out to a couple others. Um, the uh, the man that Clint murders in the rain in Japan, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he is a legendary actor who has been yes. in a ton of stuff. He is in. Um, I love him in Westworld season two. He's recently in Bullet Train, but he's been in a, a lot of incredible stuff. He's in. Um, yeah. He he's in the Last Samurai. Just in a ton of ton of. Um, uh, you know, a ton of films. And, uh, so oh. it, was, it was nice to see him. And then, um, for formerly of ESPN. Now I believe of NBC sports, Matthew Barry, the fan, the m- talented Mr. That? Roto. Yes. He is part of the group that, uh, he's with Robert Redford. When they come to grab the Tesseract, he's standing next to Robert Redford, Matthew Barry, <laughs> the fantasy guy. There you go. He gets, um, one, he has one line. He actually gets to say something. I was half kidding about Morgan, but she was great. Um, Cause there's just some, everyone feels like a main character. It's yeah. just hard to do the supporting, but I, I think actually if we, if we're, if we're saying Ant-Man isn't in it enough, then yeah, I think that's the right call. Yeah. Cause I think he's a supporting whole, character. Yeah. You know who it isn't is Ebony Maw, who, who still is the worst. My he's least favorite, favorite character he's of all time. I hate him so much. Is he even still around in this or does he get, he shows up at the end, shows up at the end. Yeah. He's with, he's with 2014 Thanos. And then um, he's walking over to Thanos, like a little bitch when he gets dusted, he's like, Oh, I'm going to be dusted. I hate him. Hate him. Um, (laughs) We, this kind of, we kind of did this last, we basically did this last time, defend the villain. So like Caroline said, this is a completely different Thanos. The, Thanos, we get Infinity War is still he's very self righteous and doing this for the planet and doing that you know for human life and like this guy is more of a vengeful dick like he's still he's I don't know it's 
it's very interesting that that Brolin that Brolin got to do this. Like he is again the perfect villain. Just yeah. the the perfect villain. He's outstanding. I love the depth of the character and that he did so much with him and made him terrifying and also like you understood where he was coming from even even the beginning so i love even beginning of the movie thanos and the end of the movie thanos like thanos was literally like dude i'm just i'm just hanging out i just Gent- gentle farmer thanos yeah. like i'm just here well what is i mean roadie says it's also a great quote he's like well at least he had a retirement plan like <laughs> oh he told you all about his retirement plan huh um so it's he does such a great job yeah no defending him though in this one um, let's actually, let's take our second ad break that I almost forgot to put in and then we'll get back with the Peter Gallagher award. Okay. We're back and let's talk hot people. It is the Peter Gallagher <laughs> award for the hottest person in this movie. I would say this movie is not as hot as infinity war. It's I, I would agree. It suffers from Chris Hemsworth not being at his hottest. Sure. Yep. Agreed. I will say we do, we do get Haley Atwell in this movie who is ma'am i was i was familiar with your game but still (laughs) remain still still remain pretty pretty briefly in this movie but yeah i mean you know the person that i've always said is very underrated in the mcu is even and and it's weird because she's a bizarre person she is a full-on weirdo but gwyneth paltrow looks so good in these movies man Mm -hmm. she really does and like the iron, especially the Iron Man movies, but I, I want to say it's what's the scene where she's like, is it the first Avengers movie where she has like a scene at the beginning where she's talking to uh, Colson? Is mm-hmm. that the first Avengers yes. movie? Yes. I, I don't know. She's just like, she, she's really, it's, it's, it's working, working for, for you in these, in, in the Avengers movies. And I, I don't usually, you know, it's one of those where it's like, when people who are attracted to Tom Cruise and they're like, it's not about the personality at all. Like it's just good looking. <laughs> like I think, you know, she's a, she's a total weirdo, but she's really likable and she has great chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Yes. I, I guess I don't know. If, I don't think you've been on where I gave my spiel about how my sister watched like the first Iron Man with me. She's seen like four of the movies. Um, and she was just so annoyed that her name was Pepper Potts that she like cannot get over <laughs> I it. love that name. I think it's great. It's so it's corny. Like, what is her name? Pepper Potts? Like, what is that? Like, it has stuck <laughs> with her because when she was like, oh, it's Pepper Potts in it's this It's that 1960s alliteration names, man. Bruce Banner. Yeah. Peter oh, Parker. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, look, guys, I'm going to be real honest with you. Paul Rudd is really hot. <laughs> That man, love it. No notes. Um, Chris Evans's hair. Like, look, Chris Evans is a just fantastic looking human being. Like, yeah. similar to Haley Atwell, I can't look at him for too long because it it's like upsetting almost how good looking they are. Like, I just it's like I need you to to relax. Like, what are we doing here? Big crew. <laughs> There's a big crew out there that really loves Sebastian Stan. Are you in this? Are you in this group? Yes, but that was a real, I wasn't familiar with your game situation. And that's partly because the bad hair they give him throughout the first, 
so he is pretty good he's very good looking in the original cap and you're like he's a handsome fella like when he's like hitting on the ladies and he's right. like oh come out with my friend steve and like whatever and everything's um, a little more sepia toned in that movie too yeah he has suffered from standing next to chris evans for a really long time <laughs> god brutal while wearing no but while wearing silly wigs that's like, true yeah. yes so he looks kind of greasy as Winter Soldier, too, yes. He looked better here, for sure. When he gets to Blossom and Falcon in the Winter Soldier, that's when I was like, I'm sorry, sir, I was not familiar with your game. Because he has, like, emotional intelligence by then, too. He is extraordinarily good-looking. Um, yeah. And this yeah. is a really hot lady movie, too. Like, this is just a good-looking movie. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, all the... All the, the... Then you want to everyone talk about- in the girl power scene just hats off to you ladies well unfortunate for Pom, Pom for however you say her last name um, yeah she has to wear and she she has to wear yeah. a really weird facial prosthetics because a very a beautiful woman for sure it was though i think zoe and karen gilliams and zoe saldana all yes, yes karen gilliams yes. it's always beautiful. funny to show someone who's a marvel fan and has no idea what yes. karen gillan looks like to show yeah. them a picture of her because yes. uh, she just looks like she's like an irish mom she's like irish or scottish or something she's i think gorgeous. she's scottish yeah yeah um, she's absolutely beautiful so the, the trio of the guardians related ladies are all also beautiful i had i interviewed as we Jeff- as we've noted in the previous episode uh, unlike the other two the green skin is a plus for, <laughs> for, for the, Gamora. Uh, but also i had talked to tessa thompson for creed 3 and we had this whole moment because i the puppy uh, maverick and he i had been waiting it was one of those junkets where like everything was like fine it just was like had taken a little bit longer than i anticipated and that happens sometimes whatever and so i had planned out so carefully like when i was going to take the puppy out like and i was like he should be sleeping for like this whole and he was probably like eight or nine months old so he wasn't like just the time whatever and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like my puppy, like is whatever. She's like, oh my god. She walked off. Like she got up out of her chair and like walked off. And she came back holding her dog Coltrane. And so we had this whole we did the whole interview like holding our dogs. And it just was this like, and she is gorgeous inside now. She's so interesting. She's so t- and so I'm always like, oh, look at her. She's looking at my my oh, look at my best friend Tessa Thompson. <laughs> She is very cool. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like she's a, super cool. Un, unintimidating personality, and yet still somehow incredibly intimidating to talk to a person who has that much charm. Yeah, well, Caroline, I've told you this before, but I've struggled mightily with Tessa Thompson because of the character Charlotte Hale in Westworld. Oh, yeah, who yeah. I she's just awful. detested. Yeah. I hated her yes. so much. Like, she's so yeah. good. Yes. Um, she's she's definitely better as Valkyrie, but uh, we also we also she's really got, good in in the Creed movies too. Yeah, she's, she's excellent as Bianca. Yeah. Um, we also get Linda Cardinelli briefly in this movie. At the I end. forgot about that. That's right. And we also we get Aunt May, who's a babe and a half oh, too. I mean, Marissa Tomei yes. is <laughs> just this is a gorgeous movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but let's see. My answer is. I mean, it's probably Chris Evans. <laughs> I think I think it's got to be like he's he's yeah, cap. He's, he's cap. cap. He's just and then you he get the, he he raises a fucking hammer up in the sky and lightning comes mm-hmm. down to it. Oh. What are you supposed to do? Is I he? Did he? Like I think all. he won. I think he won yeah. the Peter Gallagher all four of these. 
did I give it to him over Thor last one? I think he did. I think he said Thor had a hotter. This moment, is not but... Thor's. This is not Thor's hot era movie wise. No, this this isn't this isn't it for Thor. I, yeah, I couldn't remember if last episode I did. He had the hotter moment showing up with the train, and Thor got it overall, or if it was reversed. Oh. Like um, but either way, I think it's like three to one at the very least. Like mm-hmm. he he won the series. Like yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just, he's he's a good looking dude, man. Can't there's no no way around it. No way around it. Okay, drinking game would be the good end game drinking game. Hmm. How many times does Thanos say "I am inevitable"? Feels like multiple, but it might just be one. Three, two or three. 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 There's definitely two. Could be a finisher uh, drinking. You could take a sip for every callback. Yeah. <laughs> drink every time you get sad. No, just me chugging. <laughs> Caroline's drinking and <laughs> getting sadder. Entire time. Um, let's see. It could be every time a how about every time a different person puts the glove on, puts the gauntlet on. That's or that's good. That because have at least at least four people who put it on. So Caroline, I think th- this is a different version of drinking. And Caroline, I think, have I ever told you about the wild side challenge? No, I thought I had, but so, uh, in college, we would throw on wild side by Motley Crue and you had to finish your 40 before wild side was over <laughs> the, uh, the, the wild side challenge. Um, terrible idea, but like the portals challenge, like you have a 40, you have something that you have to finish from the moment, uh, Sam starts coming through on the radio. You have to finish your drink before Avengers assemble. Uh, so kind of a kind of a riff on the Wild Side Challenge. I just I just want to say, Big Screen Sports LLC, of which there is none, is not responsible for anyone yeah, who tries to Wild not Side actually, Challenge. We are talking no. about water when we talk about our drinking games. Yeah, I yeah. I will say I think I've thrown up during the Wild Side Challenge more than I have completed the Wild Side Challenge. That sounds awful. How long? It's is terrible. That- uh, it's like, it's just like a shade under three minutes. It's bad. Oh my God. You should do it for like, uh, American pie. Cause then you want to sing most of it. <laughs> sing it with <laughs> so your 40. Like, yeah. So you're like, oh crap, I got to drink this, but you want to do the like both kicked off his shoes. <laughs> and I dig those rings. I love that song. Keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I honestly could probably, my mom made us memorize the lyrics when we were kids. <laughs> That's just, just okay. Just, just dedicated to, uh, to buddy Holly, I guess. Um, so anyways, uh, best time, worst time. Hmm. I think Peter Parker. Well, it's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's he has Peter. some fun moments for he sure. Has, he has fun up until the very end. Cause yeah. then he's like, dude, let's go. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Clint, I think here's, here would be my best time nominee. Okay. It's either it's either Cap who everything goes extraordinarily well for, and he gets the the heroist moments a hero could possibly get. The, the other nominee for me would be Scott Lang because he finally gets to be like a a relevant important Avenger who is like playing parts, an important also, part. But the idea mm-hmm. and yeah, like he finds out his daughter's still, and you there. can tell. I love how he plays it that like. He's so excited to be on the team talking to these people. Like he absolutely is thrilled by the whole thing. He's having the whole when the whole conversation where he's like, Laura, is that a person? He's like, No, it's a planet. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like space. It's Do you just wanna so- come to space, puppy? 
yeah you want to come face puppy and he's like trying to eat the ramen um i think yeah i would say ant-man has a great time like he gets his family back like or cassie's still there um side note i i like that cassie actress i don't i mean i we obviously don't see a lot of her but like i wonder why they recast um what's her name Catherine. i think mostly was to age up but Mm -hmm. like i mean i like Catherine newton a lot i think she's fun you're not a fan i I don't know i think it was a little it didn't jive with young cassie for me for sure yes it and i understand that like people grow and they change but like the the girl that answered the door here like that vibe was much more like what i was getting from young cassie but yeah i i I mean i'm trying to think of somebody who besides thanos who has a particularly bad time i was just gonna say (laughs) well i mean we always take out anyone who dies so like obviously iron man has a pretty shit time yeah pretty pretty Uh, shit time shit time i mean clint clint is having a very bad time for a long portion of this movie like Clint yeah. got his family back, but he lost his best friend that he had to like. He went. He went through a lot. Yeah. He's also he's also wanted for murder. Yeah, he went through <laughs> a big time murder phase. Um, yeah. and you know who had a good time actually? Anyone who was when getting blipped was getting in some sort of trouble. I just thought about like everyone has that shit bag they went to high school with, who with like rich parents who just got out of everything somehow. That guy was probably getting pulled over for a DUI when the blip happened and got blipped and then came back and was like fresh out of his DUI. Like that's, that's, I, that's just, cop, I had a thought. Unless the cop also got blipped. And also then they got blipped. Go up at the same place <laughs> at the same time. Like, wait a minute. What the um, hell? Your point, Kyle, this is completely off, off track, but when have we ever stayed on it? I absolutely love blip content that they've done really, really well with the shows. Um, yes. So, WandaVision, WandaVision had, had that was the first time that we saw blip content really outside of um the way that they did it in um far from home was like mm-hmm. really like far from home did it the funniest way where it's like oh all of a sudden the band showed back up or like some of the band members showed back up but it was five years later and there was a basketball game happening and like kind of that sort of thing but WandaVision at the first moment of like the panic and the stress mm-hmm. and the, like that thing as stuff was happening and you get some of it too in Hawkeye um there's a scene with Florence Pugh's character that I think is incredible because it shows that they don't if you were blipped you don't experience anything mm-hmm. and so she yeah, you don't even she, know it happened yeah she thought she was leaving this bathroom at her friend's house without anything and everything had changed like her sister's now dead like the you know people have been gone for five years this whole thing so i think that is a like really interesting aspect of the mcu that i think they could still continue to like dig into Um, i think so too that's where like life during the blip and life right after the blip like that's why i know falcon and the winter soldier had to change a lot because of like the covid filming but like that part of that show was so interesting but just everything around that i also think like during the portal scene, when you see a lot of these people coming through, especially the people who are at the battle of Wakanda, they're gassed. They've been fighting yeah. all day. <laughs> Imagine you like show up, you get ba- like, you get back quote unquote. And all of a sudden you're like now in a new battle. I'm like, dude, can I take a nap? Like, yeah, no naps, what? no naps. No, like I just thought of Travis Kelsey's old tweets where if you search nap, 
like 75 tweets of him being like, time for a nap. And I'm like, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, Clint had a bad time. Clint had a terrible time. The Natasha thing, probably, probably the worst. Bruce Thor, had a Bruce had a bad time. I feel like Thor still had a bad time. Mm-hmm. He's just having a continual bad time. Um, Peter had a tough time at the end. He was having so much fun. You know who had a tough time a little bit? Peter Quill. Peter Quill, tough time. Yeah, he's in the midst of some some yeah. bummer stuff. He's happening. about to start to have a real tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because yeah, we get that little. Um, at the end, we didn't talk about when Thor comes on the ship, and they're okay. they're kind of jostling for for who's actually gonna gonna they're take like, over. Fight! He's like, but, do it with knives. <laughs> but he's searching searching for Gamora on the yeah. on the board, and again, I'm never seeing Guardians three. Uh, <laughs> Keith Morrison Dateline episode from this movie. After failure, five years passed with no updates, but suddenly. San Francisco. Could a rat lead to a discovery that could change everything, including the past? Tonight on Dateline. <laughs> well done. Real well done. real top level. I don't want to give it all away. It's the intro intro one. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. But yeah. it's always the um it's like the thing where it's just like, and just when they thought they were out of ideas. Some new information came to light by means of a rodent in a storage facility. The Avengers had never seen anything quite like it, and it was unexpected to say the least. That is always my favorite part of any true crime or any dateline (laughs) or anything like that. It's like the case was completely cold, and then... And then the random guy came forward with the key information (laughs) that everyone was looking for. Everything. <laughs> he, he had a bloody sock. Um, okay, roster moves. Who is Airbud? The rat. <laughs> <laughs> the rat. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Airbud is Rocket would be awesome. Oh yeah, it'd be sick. When like, that, that's the right answer. Yes. But that's yeah. Um also just side note, I love when we talked about this before, but the disparity in like abilities when you look at the entire Avengers. And so you've got like Clint like trying to just pull arrows and stuff, and then they show Bucky and he's got like a machine gun. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> just wildly different yeah. Spe- yeah. And then and like literally basically Captain Marvel is Superman. Yeah, like Thor is bringing lightning strikes down from the heavens. And here's Bucky with a talking raccoon on his shoulder. And he's just like shooting bad guys (laughs) with like one clip sticking out. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Uh, What if Airbud is Valkyrie's horse? Like flying (laughs) horse. (laughs) She's just flying around on a golden retriever. That's good. That's good. I like that. Or if he's (laughs) Captain Marvel. And I was going to say, something's Marvel. entered the atmosphere. Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Airbud, and goes through the ship. It'd be really funny if he's Doctor Strange and he's doing like the glow, like he's doing the the Just, glowing circles. You know that that and gag the- where it's like a fake paw comes up, <laughs> holding the one. One. He's wearing a foam. Airbud's wearing a foam finger. It just says one. Uh- <laughs> 
that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite things to do in like a sketch comedy like snl like holding up fake hands for a cat or dog <laughs> like this little like tiny hand. Oh, it's I'm obviously sure fake. Like one of the funniest things you can do oh yeah. um, what was I just? Oh, uh, Doctor Strange was practically useless in that final battle. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Well, he just, except he that just he's... handled the water. I get the Caroline. Like, you of all people should up. appreciate here that he is essentially an aircraft carrier in this movie. <laughs> he's he's just like, well, I'm over here. I'm just I'm making a dam. We're gonna like, we're gonna have to tell all of Caroline's Navy friends that she thinks carriers are useless. Apparently. <laughs> I will say though it would be pretty miserable if that flooded. So I shout out again to, to, to yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. The big chill. Oh God. Well. This. It's. I Hammer mean, portals. Yeah. Mjolnir portals. It's the it's the Mjolnir for me. That's yeah. that's as cool as it will ever get. Sorry, I guess for me the actual chill moments is Mjolnir and on your left is actually yeah that's mm-hmm. that's pretty big too it's not it's not necessarily the portals themselves it's the the chill moment is the on your left the crackle of the static in his earpiece well there's that but then it's after everyone has shown up and then the score it's like it starts hitting and you start getting like the war cries and things like that and it yeah. gets into that like that is just makes me want to run through a brick wall yes um different kind of chill the um Tony's funeral and just the montage of everyone, like everyone we've had this history with there in a, in a, you know, wearing a nice, a nice crisp suit. Is um, it, um, is it chills when it's been a long, long time starts playing and I just Im- immediately break down? Is that chills or is that like, <laughs> I think that's something else. I don't think we have a category for that. <laughs> the, the, the emotional breakdown moment of the film. <laughs> the moment where Caroline, totally loses it for the sixth time in this movie. <laughs> how, how long into being in 1945 does Cap start to just get annoyed? Like, or does Peggy get annoyed with Cap saying like, oh, well, in the future, actually, they they have like, they have a microwave. You could just, we could just heat this up. <laughs> like, it's... She's like, I used to be able to like, look stuff up on that my is phone. Tough. That, that is tough to know about future technology and not be able to do anything about it. Oh. <laughs> Well, there's we 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 also face the the classic scenario uh, from the from the Danny Boyle movie that nobody saw, where now Cap knows all the Beatles songs and he could choose to, to pretend that he wrote them if he wants. I saw yesterday. I saw yesterday. yesterday. That's what it's called. I liked it. Um, here's a question. Um, oh no, why am I having trouble like remembering this? I just had it with me. Uh, oh, there's like the. <laughs> there's a comedian it was a new like instagram stand-up so i don't remember the guy's name but it was really funny where he says like if i went back in time i'm not sure i could actually convince people that i'm from the future <laughs> i have thought about i thought about this all the time they be like, like i could go back in time and are like we can do everything and they're like well how do you how does it work and you're like oh i don't know i don't know yeah, there's. I would be. I would be screwed. It'd be funny if Cap, because remember one of the things that he tells, uh, he tells Sam in 
in Winter Soldier is how bad the food was in 1945. He's like, oh, we boiled everything. Right. Like yeah. Cap starts. Cap just he starts becomes, opening. He becomes a major restaurateur. <laughs> or he becomes a failed restaurateur because yeah. he keeps opening things. He's like, he opens like a poke restaurant in Brooklyn. He's and like, like, this is what <laughs> It's it's a real Back to the Future situation where it's, it's like I he, guess you're not ready for that, but your kids he, are gonna love it. He wins a Michelin star because he <laughs> because he saute he 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 actually like he actually like puts some caramelization on Brussels sprouts instead of just boiling them. He, <laughs> he opens he opens uh Cap Darn uh what McDonald's Cap Donalds Cap <laughs> Donalds. Oh man, yeah, that would. That's like actually that's probably how how Cap Cap made money. Like he probably he probably acquired some money and just like I'm going to invest. He like the thing that athletes who don't lose money do is like like I think Jamal Mashburn has like a million fast food franchises. Um J- yeah, Jamal Mashburn man. Yeah, Jamal Mashburn is like loaded. Uh and will still fight you outside in the parking lot. And uh yeah, maybe Cap did that. Maybe Cap just had a ton of fast food ran- franchises. Uh, with that, let's wrap with the strongest Avenger award for movie MVP. Tony. It's Tony. It's got to be Tony. It's I, I love I wish there was a little bit more of the trickeration. We could see where he gets the stones away from him, like that actual moment, like where he gets the stones. But it's the nanotech, right? It's because he's. Yeah, up there yeah, yeah. They yeah. like right. it pulls him off. I understand that. I just wish there was a way that later when you watch it again, you could be like, oh, there they go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because i'm a huge dork um it's a fantastic i honestly this is where you know i think matt and i've had this conversation a few times now about various things with regards to what is considered good a good movie high cinema good acting etc like it's a shame that he didn't get more attention or accolades for his his performance in some of these because i think he legitimately was outstanding in this movie and delivered a real well, emotional raw like i think i think he's gonna he's gonna get his flowers this year but i do for, i do think oppenheimer yeah i mean you robert downey jr has the most important moments in this movie emotionally are they're built around him but i have to say like also looking back how at the whole franchise and even like now that we're a few years separated from it it's going to be pretty remarkable in historical context i think that chris evans is the the 1b star of one of the biggest movies of all time because if you look at the rest of his career and i'm not knocking the guy but like he's just not interested in doing this kind of movie He's never, he's outside of this. He's never done anything else like this. And I don't think he really wants to. Yeah. He he was, he was in the original Fantastic Four. He tried that, but everything else has been like movies like The Perfect Score, which is a completely fine movie starring uh, <laughs> NBA bust Darius Miles. Um, that It's a really, really fun movie for anyone. Brian Greenberg oh. of HBO's How to Make It in America. There was, a, I mean, actually, part of the pandemic, I did like a little um, Chris Evans run, like just watch it. I watched like, was it the Black Book that he was in or whatever? He's done a couple rom coms. He's great in a rom com. Have you um, watched Gifted yet? No. God, watch. I need someone else to talk to about Gifted. Loki, 
please. Sir. I will watch. I will watch Loki, and you have to watch Gifted, and then the you have to watch Across Apple? the Spider Verse. No, that's um Apple's the Jacob something or other. Um, but Snowpiercer, excellent. Oh, Snowpiercer's yes, rules. he's very fun in Snowpiercer. Very I would love fair. to see. I I hope that because he's done like since this, he did the Gray Man, which the Russo brothers directed, and was just a CGI fest. It. I would love to see him do more, lean more into the Snowpiercer, um, even movies like Gifted, which are just to make saps like me cry, but just stuff like that where he, he, you know, I think the good thing about this is like his great, great, great grandchildren aren't really going to want for anything. So he's kind of in a point where he can make whatever decision he wants as far as the films he chooses, which is a nice place to be. Dude, it got like crushed by like reviewers whatever he was fantastic and ghosted the like apple tv rom-com with uh anna darmas um he's so charming knives out was great i'm trying to find the yeah, one awesome and knives out uh what is the one he was in the uh what's your number right yes Man, this see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, basically, the rest of his career outside of the MCU, it's these movies that like 99% of people do not know exist and will never, they will never even accidentally have the opportunity to watch them because these movies, like, and we should mention the directors of this movie too. Like, outside of this, the Russos do a bunch of completely disposable movies that no one will ever watch. It's so it's such a like confluence of events that everything it's like we said earlier, everything had to go exactly right for this to work out the way it did. And a lot of like great pieces of pop culture were that way. It's like on paper, there were a lot of reasons it shouldn't have been this good. And it somehow just all came together and worked out perfectly. Mm -hmm. 2011. Did you guys anyone else ever watch the movie Puncture? I have never even heard of this movie. He plays like a heroin addict lawyer. And it's like <laughs> super dark, not dark, like, but it's it's a heavy, and he's like takes on, like he's battling against a like big corrupt health company. And it's, it's just like the opposite of everything that you would think when you think like Chris Evans, you know what I mean? That's what, I think that's mostly your point, man. It's like, he takes these roles. He's like, does these rom-coms and he's like yeah. funny. Or then he does like, super I mean, knives, knives out is probably like, the most similar to this. Honestly, just in terms mm-hmm. of like, he's using his, his charisma. And that's driving that, that performance in the movie. But like, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, purpose of him doing these other movies are that's like it's just where he's you know like chris hemsworth does them too it's just like it's just a movie where you're like a guy that kicks people i guess like that's it i don't know i don't know what the movie is yeah, and, it, and it'll be called like you know case closed or like <laughs> you know code black or something and it's yeah, just yeah, some, yeah. like no one no one thinks twice about it it just kind of comes and goes and Netflix never even lets you know it exists. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting that he he could go the Gyllenhaal route because Jake Gyllenhaal makes some movies like that. This is um, a, like there's this is the a one great where he's contrast. like Jake the nine one one operator weird stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he yeah, but then he all yeah he also makes the weird choices like the Nightcrawler, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ambulance fucking rips. Listen, if y'all want to see Jake Gyllenhaal 
I know this is way off topic. If y'all want to see Jake Gyllenhaal doing something that you would never expect to see that guy do, there's a movie called Okja, O-K-J-A. It's on, it is. That's a Bong Joon-ho movie. It's Bong Joon-ho who made Parasite and and also made Snowpiercer. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is absolutely bananas in that movie. He plays the, it is the weirdest, funniest thing I have ever seen him do in his career. Uh, And the only thing I can tell you is that he plays basically uh, an an evil, an evil Oscar Mayer CEO, essentially. He's very, very strange guy. No notes. I want to leave you guys with this. Uh, A patron question. Anthony Scafone asked, what is your favorite moment in the MCU? For example, like the portal scene in Endgame. Oof. Oh gosh. Um I have I have mine that I because I don't want to I don't want to say something from Endgame because I think I don't want I, I don't want to say portals or I, I think it's uh, let's let's just sort of and those are fun, but like in terms of impact, to me this I think about the most is in the first Guardians of the Galaxy when Peter opens the 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 tape from his mom the Mm. the mixtape at the end of the movie um and and like it's been i think the opening scene of that movie is really really good and effective and you you've kind of forgotten about it by the end of the movie and then you've gone through the whole story and they bring you back to remember who this guy is and why he, he does everything he does that he's actually like a sad hurt little kid who would never had a chance to get over what happened to him. And I I think that's, that is the first time I saw in an MCU movie, that level of humanity. I mean, there's obviously good moments in the other ones, but like to me, that's that's why James Gunn is so, I think he's the best director that's worked in the MCU. Damn. That's a good one. That's really hard. Caroline is yours when uh, Ultron sings "Got No Strings on Me." <laughs> no, and it's definitely. What not- about um, Tony Tony busting out of the cave in Iron Man? I was actually thinking about that scene because of the fact that that is the first moment of that movie that's that sets up that this is different than the other shit that has been tried before mm-hmm. like yeah. it, that was where you first like what is it the meme where it's like the guy's playing the video game and then like sits up in his seat like that's the sit up in the seat moment where it's like okay i see what you're doing here all right this is different this is not your run-of-the-mill um I'm trying to think my my honorable mention here will be even though it's ended up being like it was surpassed by stuff in endgame but like the the first time that i really thought this is this is getting big like they are they, they are going so much bigger than i thought they could go in a movie like this in age of ultron the the fight scene when they are all in the like basically like a temple right and they're they're in a big circular room and 
they have to fight the big group of Ultrons charging them. And we go, we go slow motion and just get a shot of every single person on the team doing the coolest so shit you've ever seen in your life. It's like the most Joss Whedon thing. I ever. love it yeah. so much. And I, and like, I don't even know what cap is doing in that scene. He's like, he's like spinning for, he's like doing a barrel roll in the air. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but it's you so know, cool. Well, I think also the bridge scene in the first Avengers. I was just about to say, cause that's what the scene that Matt's talking about reminds me of is that yeah. moment when they all the link up. The they time. all link up at the first time that that works. Cause I think there's a few, um, of those, like, those are, like, the cornerstone moments, right? Like, the first time that Iron Man shows that this is, like, a feasible, like, they're going to make more of these now. Um, the that's first the time. Splash all, page. That's, yeah, what, that's what we call that in a comic. That's when you that's when you open it and, it and there's one picture on two pages. Yes. All of the Avengers together the first time. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. The first time that they land something like Guardians, I think, is huge. Like, the moments, like, I don't think that it's it's so difficult to fully explain to people what a gigantic cultural moment black panther was mm-hmm. like that entire the way that they pulled it off this the cast the visuals the story like it was it's a wonderful wonderful movie like the ability to pull off something like ant-man guardians that sort of thing um when you get see i love ragnarok but i don't know that there's like one scene from ragnarok that like really like fits into um honestly talking about favorite moments favorite moments this isn't like as monumental but when when thor walks out into the arena and hulk walks out he's yes is one of my absolute favorites. I really, that is one a of the friend from work. That's one of the things that they never, ever should have put in that trailer ever. I don't know who made that decision, but that is not a trailer scene. Like that is a, you get to experience that in the theater the first time. Like I need, everyone needs to sit down and have a, like come to Jesus talk about trailers in 2023 like 2024 whatever <laughs> figure it out i'm gonna right. send them i'm gonna send like that them like this like this trailer. new movie this new movie with glenn powell like why would caroline go see the movie because they've already shown the best part of the movie I already the know trailer. everything that's gonna happen cheeked up in the trailer I can just... <laughs> but i mean the first trailer was not good it didn't show it didn't give enough of like what the movie is it, it made didn't it show his butt at all in the first trailer no but no, but but it, it literally was like I don't know what this is supposed to be about. Why are they faking a relationship? The second trailer at least like explained that and had but so that already was a, yes, but it's a very rom comy trailer. What is yes. the, the um the beekeeper one like Jason Statham? Say less. I'm there. He's bad. He's attacking. I, I'm, s- I'm still there. That's oh, a movie though where if they would have just been like vengeful beekeeper or like vent. You is know, it he's called? Part of is it society. called the beekeeper? Is that the, oh, what the, the movie yeah. is called? Like, yeah, that's like it's like the it's like the kind of agent or society he is though. I don't think he's an actual beekeeper. Yeah. No. Well, he does keep bees. He's, he does he's, keep bees, but he's, he's yeah, an, but an atheist. I think is the the right term for that. I should know because my mom keeps bees. Atheist. I'm 100 percent seeing it. Like, oh, absolutely. I'm not saying I'm not, but it, there's just some stuff. What did I watch the other day where I was like, it's too much. You're giving me too much. Say less. And I will be there. Like, I just don't want all these things like spoiled. I'm t- I'm going to send them alien. 
and just be like, watch this and do this. There's Daily no trailer is perfect. There's no reason for a movie trailer to be four minutes. I saw one the other day it was like three and a half, four minutes. I was like, it's too long. Too long. I don't want to watch all that. It's too much. I'm how old am I now? This is like this where this is like such an old person rant. <laughs> it's more exciting if you show us less. Like just pick it, pick your spots. Ugh. Anyway, well, on you. that note, I think that's a great way to to wrap Novenger. Um, <laughs> next week, Caroline and I, at some undecided time, which I will announce to the Patreon, are going to be live watching Winter Soldier. Matt, you're welcome to join as well. Uh, we're going to be doing that on the, the Big Screen Sports Discord. Guys, tell the folks again, where, where can you find For the Water Cooler? Um, anywhere that you get your podcasts, you can find For the Water Cooler. Uh, and go listen to the newest episode and if you leave a five-star review you can tell me how bad my thanksgiving plate is those are the rules um five stars only <laughs> please <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no anywhere you get your podcast for the water cooler you can also head over to for the win and check out all of the good college football and pop culture and just general and college basketball and women's college basketball and caroline yeah. caroline does so much cool stuff over there she does she does Oh, so, thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm most of the time not crying when I do that. So tonight was <laughs> Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining me, wrapping up Novenger. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, all that stuff. If you're still with us two hours and 30 minutes in, you're probably a subscriber. So thank you. Thank you to all the Big Screen Sports Patreon members. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening.